Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is a very special episode 50 because not only are we discussing popular anime characters on this milestone episode, we're also joined by some very special guests, JD and Earthworm from Anime Brothers Podcast. Welcome, guys. Mm. Excited to have you on. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. <laughs> this is awesome, a great awesome. day. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourselves, introduce yourselves and your podcast. All right. Well, basically, uh, our, our title of our name is Anime Brothers, and it's kind of a lie. Uh, me and Earthworm here have been pretty much best of best of friends since I was nine and he was eight. And we basically decided as we grew up, we played Dragon Ball Z together and do a bunch of anime like stuff. And we grew up and thought, why don't we make a podcast about what we love? And that's anime, you know? Um, and we kind of break it down very simply. We like to just enjoy it, talk about it, and not get too serious, kind of like a casual thing going on as well. Love it. I like to get kind of serious. Yes, sometimes. I, I, <laughs> I, like to, I like to really analyze stuff, but that's just me. Like, I, I also don't want to, like, gatekeep or anything. Hey, I'm the same way. I feel like I'm the one that dives deep into stuff, maybe, like, a little too deep, and then I go on some tangents and I ramble on about stuff. But, mm-hmm. hey, it's all fun, right? Yeah. That's what podcasting <laughs> is for. Like, yeah. honestly, what this really, really boils down to is I looked at JD one day, and I was like, you want to do a podcast about anime? And he was like, yeah. And, and that's kind of where it all started. And, and we noticed <laughs> that a lot of people are kind of like our age a little bit later like you know I'm, I'm 28 years old and we kind of came into the game a little bit late and we're like there's a lot of people that are just starting to see anime now so why don't we just like ride the adventure together you know i love it i feel like we're we're all from a certain generation of anime that came from like tsunami yeah like yes. tsunami. The tsunami it's generation. the tsunami yeah. generation and we had some good <laughs> shit to grow up on some really good shit like there's there's good anime right now but there's not like as many classics, at least I feel from uh, from our generation, because we we had some good stuff. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But yeah, I was listening to some of your recent episodes, and I have to say, I didn't want to call this out. I really enjoyed your episode um, where you guys talk about how you rate anime on my anime list. I was like, that's such a cool topic, and it kind of made me rethink the way I look at my <laughs> anime list because you guys talked about um, rating anime either based on how it feels to you personally or rating it based on how the anime actually you know how it all unfolded like was it actually a good anime and I, I kind of thought about that and I'm like hmm I need to go back and rework some of my my <laughs> ratings here <laughs> I believe that's what Earthworm was doing as well and then I was like man I should look at mine again and then uh, I added you guys on Mal and I looked at your guys's ratings I'm like oh okay that's interesting it's just awesome to see how everyone rates anime and the community it's kind of cool yeah for sure um, I will say, though, everything JoJo-related on my anime list is a 10 out of 10. Of course And will it is. always be a 10 out of 10. I, I don't I care saw how biased. I, I peeped your list, and I was like, all right, I, I like this. I like this a lot. Even part I didn't one. know if it was like a joint Mal list or just yours, Courtney, but I was like, this is dope. This is dope. I like <laughs> yeah, these people. That's definitely mine. I think, Carl, uh, you love you love JoJo, too, but you're a little more realistic in your ratings. Exactly. I'm like 10. If you slap JoJo on there, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. I don't care if it's garbage. It'll be 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Actually, now I have to check what I rated JoJo Part 1, because I'm pretty sure on our Strictly JoJo podcast, I give it a different rating, and on Mal, it's probably out of 10. <laughs> it's they, they wrap it in with Part 2. Yeah, um, it's weird. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
I kind of wish they'd break it out because, well, I mean, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 anyway, but yeah, it probably would have <laughs> a very Yeah, because I give a part one not so good, but the part two, which is when Joseph Joestar shows up, a lot better. So it's it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, before we get really into things, I just had another question for you guys. What anime are you both currently watching as we wind down on these dog days of summer. These dog days of summer. <laughs> Probably not the same thing because we only watch the same thing when it comes to the podcast. Yes. Other than that, we apparently don't watch the same anime. We're so different. Oh, interesting. We're so different. <laughs> uh, I'm almost done Maiden Abyss. I think I'm on episode nine right now. I watched a couple episodes actually before I hopped on uh, to record this. So I'm, I'm interested in it, but I don't, I don't know. It seems a little overblown. Or it seemed a little overblown. But I got to see how it ends. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it, but I know nothing of it. Like, would you recommend where you're at right now? Would you recommend starting it? Like, is it still worth it to, sure. to dive in? Yeah. And I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's supposed to be some sort of like big twist at the end of this season because I don't think it's a finished complete series. So, yeah, I mean, depending on how good that is, that could change my idea. But if you like... Like, if you like straight-up fantasy, like fantasy worlds, I think this is really cool. There's a lot of different creatures that you can kind of get into. It's got, like, a moe art style, so it's it's pretty inviting that way. And it, it feels like an adventure, but it also is it's hinting at some darker stuff. So, yeah, if you like fantasy or dark fantasy especially, I'd recommend it. Hmm, interesting. Okay. That may show up on my list then. Nice. All right. Well, m- mine is uh, Dorarara. I... I... I've been watching so many things are Dororo, Dorohidoro, Dorarara. I'm <laughs> I'm tongue tied over here. All the onomatopoeias. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm only 12 episodes in. I think I haven't watched any since then. I've been working like crazy, but uh, I'm watching that. And I think there's like three seasons now. I don't know if it's finished, but I'm actually really getting into it now, and uh, I'm excited to finish it. To be honest, I had no idea there's three seasons. I watched season one. Uh, back when it was premiering, and I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of characters, but they all felt um, pretty unique. I love Salty. I think she's yeah, awesome. Yeah, Salty. But I had no idea there was a season two or three, so I'm going to have to get on that. Well, it's it does hit you with a lot of characters at first, and I'm like, where are they going with this? It's like I'm, I'm getting overloaded with so many characters, and then by like the halfway point of the first season, they tie them all in together, and I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is brilliant. So... Uh, I'm enjoying it. So, and I also like. I think his name is Shizoi, Shizu, uh, or a blonde guy that like is really, really strong. Um, oh yeah, is that the one who wears like the sunglasses? Yes, and he gets mad about everything. So <laughs> yeah, he's a great character too. <laughs> but yeah, I'm enjoying right. it, and I I hope I can get Earthworm to watch it because he would enjoy it. So nice. Uh, from what I've heard, it's all like dark, um, a lot like Odd Taxi, and I loved Odd Taxi. So yes, it's I'm longer. It shot. It's definitely longer. Sure. I'm going to have to add seasons two and three then to my list. I love talking to people about like what they're watching because then I can expand on my ever-growing watch Backlog, list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the episode with a talking to uh, Melancholy, and you were listening to Matt, and every time he finished, you're like, all right, another one added to the list. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at persuading. Like, he, he is. He needs to be the spokesperson for anime because he can get someone to watch it just by describing what he's seeing. <laughs> I mean, it, we lost a bet and had to watch it, but like he, I'm 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 convinced it's some voodoo something because he we enjoyed Oremo. He told us to watch it. It wasn't that bad. It. <laughs> it was good. That's what I'm saying. Like the only the only person that can recommend Oremo to a couple of shonen schmucks like us and make us like it is Matt. Yeah, he, he's he, he, 
Slay King. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Carl, what are you watching right now? Anything? Actually, I'm asking this if I, as if I don't yeah, know. I was going like, say yeah. whatever I you're know. watching right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, just because work has been picking up a bit, um, I haven't gotten a chance to really watch other stuff besides like catching up on our summer anime. Um, the one thing that I've been, I guess, constantly working towards finishing is this anime from like the early 90s called Marmalade Boy. <laughs> I don't know if oh, either of you have heard about I've it. I've never heard of that. Sounds like a marinade. <laughs> a marinade. <laughs> a marinade boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's basically, so I might have talked about this before, but um, my sister and I actually watched this while I was like in junior high and I forgot how we stumbled upon it. Um, but then we dropped it and then I decided to just pick it up again just to finish it. But it's basically these two high school students, a male and female, and their parents divorce, but then they get married to each other's parents. So then they all end up living in the same household, and then the two high school students eventually like develop feelings for each other. So it's like almost on the line of like a siscon, but Every not time. really. <laughs> a la domestic girlfriend, probably. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It, the Mystic Girlfriend was garbage. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, this is, it's kind of like my guilty pleasure right now. And again, I'm just doing it just to finish off the series, but I think I have like 30 episodes left of like... Ooh, that's a 70s. long guilty pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> it was like 76 total. Um, so I'm just trying to whittle that number down as quickly as I can, but... What about you, Courtney? I know you're on a like a Gintama binge. Oh yeah, I am in the throes of Gintama. I'm probably like a third or maybe like halfway done with Gintama and it has like four hundred plus episodes and oh. like four or five movies. But it's awesome. I, I've always seen it on uh, my anime list. If you ever go to like the the top anime of all time or whatever, um, I feel like the majority of the seasons of Gintama fall in like the top fifty, maybe even the top like thirty. And I was curious about it. Like, why is this so? Why is it so popular? And it's it's hilarious. It has um, I don't know how to describe it, but I think the best way I can is calling it the Family Guy of Japan, because <laughs> okay. it has like Aww. a ton of meta references and just random stuff that happens. I mean, at one point, one of my favorite episodes is when um, Gintoki, the main character, and Santa Claus are trying to deliver presents to kids. And they show up to this one kid's place that actually lives with Gintoki. And instead of giving her a present, they fart in her face while she's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is the best show ever made. I love it so much. But on the flip side, it also has really great serious arcs. It can transition from funny to serious seamlessly. So I feel like it's it's an all-around great show, and I've just been completely obsessed with it. So coming from someone that wants to watch it, you recommend it. Even though it's 400 episodes, it's quite a big task. 100% I recommend it. I think if you enjoy crude humor, um, but you also really appreciate some serious shonen arcs, it's it's definitely a show for you. I will say the first season is 201 episodes, and you don't get to the first serious arc until about episode 58. So you'll you'll have a lot of comedy in the beginning as they're introducing the onslaught of characters. But once you hit episode 58, that kind of starts um, some of the, the serious arcs. So, I like how you know the specific episode <laughs> out of 200. I don't know. I think I read it somewhere. I think that's why I, I know which episode kind of kick th- kicks things off. But yes, I would 
highly recommend it to anybody who enjoys um, those two types of, of shows all mushed into one. I survived Naruto. I think I can do it. I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> I've, well, I've... you're better than me because I dropped Naruto. So. Oh, it's so hurtful. See, I, I haven't dropped Naruto, Jamie. Oh, I have a story for I'm you too, by the away. way, Earthworm. Trust me. <laughs> oh, boy. Are you enjoying Naruto as you're chugging away? Or uh, is yeah, it just obligation I am. at it's this point? It's just I'm in no rush to finish Naruto. Yeah. Not None at all. Are you ever going to watch Boruto? I don't know anything about Boruto. No, I, I, I will not even do it. There. I won't no, let him do it. I might never watch Naruto Shippuden. This is just, I'm just on OG Naruto right now. Oh, I didn't realize Shippuden is like a separate thing Yeah, it's from got Naruto? like 500 episodes, but half of it's filler anyway. Uh, it's essentially shit. Naruto 2. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, well, I don't blame you for not wanting to watch that. <laughs> but I powered through it all, and it was worth the, worth the trip for me, just not Boruto. I don't do that. So, hmm, so okay. proud of you, champ. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So let's get into the topic at hand, popular anime characters. What makes them popular? Are they actually good characters or are they just hyped? Um, quick warning for everyone listening. We'll probably have some spoilers during this discussion because it's kind of hard to talk about popular anime characters without some level of spoilers. But we'll do our best to keep it light or semi-light. But I make no promises because... I think uh, when it gets into some some good discussion, I may just blurt something out. Um, but each of us has a list of three to five-ish popular anime characters we want to talk about, and then we'll take turns naming a character on our list and then open it up to discussion. I'm sure we'll have some overlap um, on some of our lists as well. So JD, Earthworm, which of you guys wants to go first with naming a character on your list? You're host number one, buddy. Oh, always say it, so. finally. It, finally, I get recognition. <laughs> this is my time. All right. Um, so I went off uh, the dome that I knew that we all enjoyed together, uh, all four of us, and I picked uh, Levi uh, Ackerman Ooh. from Attack on Titan, who is number eight on the Mal list. Um, but also, uh, I don't even know if – I know we're going to ask all the questions, but come on now. We, we're going to say he's not popular because he is. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, yeah, I know Carl loves him especially. My boy Levi. Actually, on our <laughs> podcast desk, I have a little shrine um, oh. of a figma of Levi <laughs> and like this really little like gotcha figure. Wait, you got to tell them what you got for your birthday, too. Oh, yes. Um, some of my friends also got me a Levi body pillow. Yes! <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> you need to get a Which figure you... of him wearing the maid's outfit when he's cleaning. I was going to say, the body oh, yeah. pillow should be made Levi, I hope. <laughs> the sexiest Levi. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes I just want to sleep with it at night um, if Courtney is not... <laughs> not around, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. I've got a, a Jotaro body pillow, too, that was also a gag gift from Christmas, so... I'll hang out with Jotaro, and you oh, can I hang understand out with that. Levi. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a gag gift. I'm like, oh, yeah, funny, haha. And then I immediately go into my bed and lay down and just sleep yeah. for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's like best gift ever. Right? All right, so Levi, um, what makes him popular? What what specifically do you think, and by you, I mean like anyone, um, what do we think makes him popular? I, I'm going to just cuss right here and say he's a badass motherfucker. So Hell yes. Yes. That, that's yes, the yes, most yes. popular reason right there. Take no prisoners, take no bullshit, get the job done. I just love it so much. It's, it's how it is when you're a, a Chad, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with that. I think he is a Chad because he has the um, shortest stature, but the tallest personality exactly. or tallest ego. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when Levi enters a room, cause you shit yourself a little bit. I appreciate that he can back it up too. 
it's never just like ego for the sake of having an ego and being bigger than himself like he's he he has his ego because he is the shit like he can beat the hell out of anybody including mega titans that just eat people they're nothing to him they're cannon fodder so I think he's really earned it compared to some of the other uh, cocky characters that we've seen. Plus, he's sometimes just low-key has comedy without knowing it. Like, he just kicks Aaron in the face and says, man, you have a kickable face. And it's just so <laughs> perfect every time. But he means it. He like, does mean he's it. He's not joking. He means it. But it's comedy for me. <laughs> I know. I think one of my favorite parts is from, hopefully this isn't spoilers or anything, but from this latest season when he's just looking around all this, the scouts and he's like, when did you all get so tall? Oh, yeah. Why are you all so much taller than me? <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, poor Levi. <laughs> yeah, what was his? He had like an official height of like four foot something. Yeah, he is right. shorty. That's for sure. <laughs> While we're on the topic of Levi's height, one of my favorite memes is him next to Koichi from JoJo's Part 4. Because they're oh, yeah. the same height canonically. <laughs> <laughs> and Koichi actually looks his height. But Levi, yeah. like, it can be misleading. <laughs> Koichi's borderline chibi. And Levi's just kind of shorter than everybody. <laughs> But yeah, to to your point earlier, Earthworm, like with Levi being able to um, just back it up, like I think the best example of why Levi is such an awesome character is his first fight. I think it was the first fight between him and the Beast Titan. Oh, um, that wasn't even a fight. Three. Yep. <laughs> it's more yeah. like a, it was a, beat a down. slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love that on top of that, like there are people on the opposing side of the scouts that, that speak of Levi as this very bad omen. Right, like I th- I'm pretty sure. Again, light spoilers about Reiner and Marco warn Zeke. Like, there is this one scout you have to be careful of. Oh yeah, the Ackerman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of yeah. like he, like he is the Batman of this universe. And he's just and like, oh, that's all talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like just, I think I revisit that scene like every other month just to watch like how how great Levi is at like slaughtering. Um, and you got to give studio, studio wit back then, right? Yeah. You got to yeah. give studio wit credit for how incredible they animated that fight. I mean, frame by frame, it just looks so fucking cool. And that just amplifies how cool Levi is. I'll say another, oh, yeah. another scene is in the city when uh, he's going through and running away from everyone that's shooting at him, the way they did the whole scene there. Uh, that was incredible as well. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That was really good. Oh, it like gives me chills. Well, okay, so then in terms of his influence on the story and on other characters, I'm more I'm actually pretty interested on like the other characters piece because we know he's got a, a special bond, I guess, with Aaron and with Erwin. Um, but how do we feel about his influence on the overall story? T- tell him, Earthworm. You know how much you meant to Erwin. Yeah, I mean, as far as Erwin goes, super, super important. Um but I don't know if this really goes to influence in the whole... He, he has a big influence in the story because he's kind of, in my opinion, the one guy keeping the scouts alive through <laughs> the entire thing. Without yeah. Levi, there is no hope. I mean, Erwin was nice, and he's personally my favorite character in the show. But without having Levi to send out and just wreck house, Erwin's not getting shit done. But I don't think Levi's, like, the most interesting character. Like, he doesn't have a whole lot of emotional depth. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting that he can be without that emotional depth, but still like drive the story forward just by being a force of nature. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I think that he he has an impact in terms of his fighting ability um, and being somewhat of a guiding voice to Aaron um, or more of like a guiding foot to his face. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would say uh, 
for other for more of like the plot driven pieces i think there are other characters who have a, a bigger impact on that um but yeah you're right without levi they'd all be dead by now oh yeah yeah i would say he's more of like a like a sixth man if we're using like basketball terms um that's a good one actually <laughs> and i i know like without delving into it too much like in this fourth season he has sort of a crisis of conscience so i know like he plays a bigger role in that regard but i i kind of agree like he's he's not there to like directly influence the story but he's just kind of witnessing events alongside us and just putting in his two cents um in terms of assault <laughs> <laughs> and then okay i obviously have this question written down it's is their show also popular or is it just the character that's popular i think we can all agree it's like a, it's a four <laughs> out of ten maybe uh, if, <laughs> at on its best day I've you know, never heard like, anybody talk about Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to go down in history as like one of the greatest anime ever. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> you're damn yeah, right. No <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the final question for, for Levi, again, I think I know where this is going to go, but is he actually a good character or is he just hyped because he has such great combat ability? Like, do, do you think he deserves to be called a popular character? I 100% believe he does. Um, I don't always believe that characters need to be heavily like, like they need to tell you everything about them. They need to be so like out there and so in depth. Sometimes they know their role, they play their role, they have their part and they do their part and there's no exceptions. And he's been the same, but has some changes here and there throughout all the seasons. So I find him to be well worth all the hype he is. And I have a guy watching with me, uh, a buddy of mine who doesn't watch anime, and the first thing he noticed was Levi, and he loves Levi, and that means you're doing your job, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I normally have... I'd, I'd want to disagree with you, JD, but <laughs> with Levi, I can't. No, you like, can't. He's just, he's so goddamn cool that it, all he needs really is his fighting ability. ability. So I'm willing to overlook that he's not Kiritsugu from Fate Zero. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Because he because <laughs> he slays literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree too. I think you bring up a really good point that he he pretty much stays the same throughout the entire show. We get a little bit of his backstory in the Kenny arc. Um, I won't talk too much about that because it's spoilers. But I think it's just enough backstory to understand who he is and how how he is such a great fighter. And that's all we needed. He just he's there. He does like you said. He does he does his job. He does it well, um, and he keeps the the story interesting. So I I agree. I think he's an, actually a good character without them trying too hard to make him a good character. Um, and I think he is a popular character for good reason. Yeah, and I think he's just very cold. Not cold, but like very cool and calculated compared. No, to he's like, pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like compared to all the other characters on the show, like you have a lot of these hotheads like Aaron and and John. But he kind of counterbalances that um, to make sure that you know we have an even cast of characters. And oh, I'll admit he, he has a bit of sex appeal. No, oh, no, no. Like talking about you know, I could get down with Levi. <laughs> is he is he husbando material? Yeah, absolutely. So, to yeah. me, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, then I think next up is Earthworm. Who do you have on your list that you want to call out? Okay, so I know you two have seen this show. JD hasn't, but he said he's never going to watch it, uh, and he, he knows a bunch about it anyway. So, Spoilers so were all him. the time. <laughs> you, you, don't, you, you don't forget JD's even here. He's not important. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. I love you. 
the first character I'm going to bring up is L from Death Note. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah, they just, just finished, finished it. that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I saw your episodes know. about it. And I was like, this is safe. We're good. Yes. Um, he, L, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's super popular. If I mean, Death Note, at least when I was growing up, was that like popular cult classic anime like if you were over naruto if you were in that stage of your anime evolution you were over dragon ball z and naruto you loved death note i mean that that was the show and i i think l's pretty cool i i definitely think that he was super popular because like i i think they he gave him something to relate to like alternative kids such as myself if you were any sort of emo or any sort of goth you could see yourself in l yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely helped him out a lot, but uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk more about it. Well, what do you think specifically makes him popular? Cuz this is a very interesting one cuz he he's technically the villain of the show. Obviously, we see things through his eyes. I say not really. But... <laughs> even I know that. <laughs> he's the antagonist, that's for sure. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> villain is too too big of a title to get. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of gray area in the show. But what what specifically would you say makes him... What, why are people drawn to him? Is it his... Because the first thing I think of is his intelligence. But Absolutely. Yeah, I think his intelligence has the most to do with it. I, I love watching people who are smarter than me do stuff that I could never <laughs> think of doing. And I have to assume other people like that too. Uh, because I know uh, Lelouch was, is another super popular character and he's not one oh, I had yeah. on my list, but same idea you know you're watching a guy play 60 chess and you have no idea what the <laughs> rules are you're just amazed at what he's doing that, 100%. like i brought up before i think especially when death note came out he gave kids who were into anime and at what 2006 i think it came out anime wasn't popular there was no attack on titan really if you were over 13 it wasn't cool at least where where i was the people that i was around so you watch Death Note and you see this guy who's not really cool. You know what I mean? Like, L's not a cool guy. He's not a popular guy in high school. He's hunched over. He's eating snacks. He's quiet, soft-spoken. I think you can see yourself in him. And then seeing the amazing things that a guy like that is able to do, I think that helped kids relate a lot. And, yeah, I think that that has a lot to do with why he's super popular. Yeah, and I, I kind of wish, um, and Carl and I had talked about this in our recent review of it, but I kind of wish that I had watched Death Note when it came out 15 years ago because I just I saw it everywhere. And like yep, every time yeah, I went they... to an anime convention, there were L and light cosplayers, and I didn't understand why. Like I thought it was pretty, like the, the show seemed pretty dark and, um, you know, pretty intense, but I never really got it. And watching it now, I look back on that and I'm like, okay, I get it. I get why people would want to walk around barefoot at an anime convention to be L <laughs> oh, for boy. a couple of days because he's such a cool character. Um, so quirky and so unusual, but um, probably one of the most righteous characters in that show. Yeah, I think so. That's an interesting thing, L's righteousness, because one of the most righteous in the show, I think I think you're right on that, but like compared to other characters that we've seen, I don't know. I liked L a lot because he was kind of felt like he was out there just doing it for himself to prove that he could. Less about the justice, more about him just completing his task. Yeah, I could see that. That's actually a good way to put it. Because um, he, he took some, I mean, not to spoil anything, but he took some pretty big risks. Um, yeah. knowing that it would impact other people pretty heavily, but he still wanted to just get the job done. He wanted to win that battle against Kira. 
And I'll say, like, I think L served as the perfect foil for light. I mean, just looking at their appearance, it's like night and day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, watching, like, the first half of Death Note, obviously, we're more inclined towards rooting for light, trying to, like, one-up L. But, event, like, as the show goes on, you start to realize, obviously, L is in the right in what he's trying to do and trying to stop Kira. Um, and I think the other thing that I just love about L is, like, yeah, he has, like, this massive intellect and has these very superior sleuthing skills, but like you said, he's relatable and just has this really aloof nature. Again, with him, it always creeps me out when he like crouches on the chairs and you see his like <laughs> his feet or like his toes like moving very weirdly and then all the snacks that he eats, like it's just great that again, a man of such brilliance can can be like one of us. <laughs> our, our one weird, of us. <laughs> <our> <laughs> weird That's exactly personalities weird. and traits. Um and I think another testament to that is, and I'm not going to delve into too much spoilers, but I know like Al takes a bit of a, a leave towards the end of the show. And like after that point, you're kind of, you miss him a bit. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> yeah. explain this too much without getting spoilery, but. Yeah. And I think that's a good sign of a great character is when there's a hole left when they're not on screen. Like if like there are some episodes in the middle that focus very heavily on like Misa or Light. And I'm like, I just want to see L. Like where, where's he at? Just I want to see him. Put him on screen yep. again. <laughs> so I think we can we can probably call him a good character, right? Like I don't think he's really just hype. I don't think it's no. it's him having a, a strong fan base because he's very relatable to a certain population of anime fans. I think in my eyes, he's a, a great character through and through. What do you guys think? I'd agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. I think he's worth the hype for sure. And something that kind of speaks to that is he's not a big, flashy, overpowered character, at least not physically overpowered. He's not an isekai protagonist. He's he's kind of, for all intents and purposes, has a bland character design, which I think plays into popularity a decent amount. And he's still just head over heels popular. I still also Yeah, you're bringing like up a good point. So. I was just going to say that he literally wears a white t-shirt and jeans the entire show. Yep. <laughs> like, you don't need anything else of that. All, all the, the exciting things about him are up in his brain. <laughs> Any other thoughts on L? Or otherwise, I'll move forward. No, I, th- I think I got most of what I wanted to say out. Awesome. JD, okay. your thoughts on a character you haven't seen? <laughs> like I said, I, I actually like him. I know some parts. I know a lot of kind of spoilers for the show, so I already know about him. Well, and uh, you've seen the live action too, so I yeah, mean, well, that's that, good yeah. enough, right? Wait, you watched the live action? The Netflix one? Yeah, and oh, trust yeah. me, I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't even watch the anime, and I knew it wasn't really doing it justice, but whoever played, the, the actor who played L in the show did an extraordinary job doing the mannerisms of L from the anime, and I was like, well, that's interesting. Looked up L a little bit about him, found out some spoilers. Like, well, I know everything that goes on now. I'm not going to watch the anime. <laughs> and that was it. So, yeah, <laughs> kind of ruined it. Yeah, I feel yeah. I think because um, I was trying to avoid spoilers in preparation for our review. And damn, that shit is hard. That's yeah. really, really hard, mm-hmm. given how much time has passed as well. Because the more time that passes, the less people care about spoiling something. Um, so that was that was very tricky. Yeah. <laughs> But all right, okay, on to the next one. Carl, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? I can go next. Um, I, I know for sure that we have one character that's on both of our lists, so I'll let you take that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the one character that I wanted to bring up is um, from My Hero Academia, which is my personal favorite character on the show, All Might. 
Ooh, all might. All might. I thought you were gonna say like one of the big three, but yeah, that's a good one. The big three are okay, but oh, I just something about All Might just draws me to him, and I kind of have a shrine of him too. I, <laughs> yeah, I love the shrines. I need to that's see awesome. these shrines. <laughs> like I have these two figures of All Might in like his heroic, almost like Superman pose, and then in a running pose. But I I don't know, just something about him. He, he's just a very endearing everyman, and obviously he's the the symbol of peace that most of the hero community on on the show as well as like the general population like they just are so drawn to him and i don't know much about what happens in the manga or what his story ends up being but i know in terms of the anime he's just a very wholesome upstanding protagonist who just always champions the common good and pushes himself to the limit for this cause and i don't like I can't really think of a, a true flaw for him besides the fact that he can't fully utilize uh, the one for all quirk. Besides the fact that he coughs blood yeah, that's <laughs> every the time best he tries part, to though. do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he has this dark backstory or like this very ominous trait about him. He's just he's just good. He's probably the least complex character in my hero. I mean, you could probably name some of the minor characters as less complex but when you think about the main characters he he just is who he is and he does what he does um and there's no real mystery behind him um i I think i really appreciate that because sometimes there are some pretty big complexities in my hero that i don't know if they make my head spin but i sometimes i just can't get behind and it's nice to have all might there and you just know what to expect every time he's on screen um and thinking about his influence on other characters i mean of course you've got midoriya um, we could talk all day about his relationship with Midoriya, but I think with his other relationship with Bakugo, that's also another really compelling aspect about All Might because Bakugo looks up to All Might just as much as Midoriya does, but doesn't have that special bond with him. But All Might now has to kind of balance his relationship with Midoriya with his relationship with Bakugo to set those two up to be, what do you call it? Like the rivals or whatever that they're supposed to be, that they're meant to be as heroes. Kind of like, like foils. Yeah, kind of like him other. and Endeavor. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that he's got a big influence on other characters besides Midoriya. What do you, what do you guys think about All Might? Uh, he is one of like I, I'm not a I I think you, we've talked about it or you've messaged us about it. We feel the same way about the latest seasons, but uh, I'm not as in love with a lot of characters. But All Might is my top three of of my hero. So I love the pick, and I believe that he is one of the most popular for a reason. So I love him. I love his energy. I love everything about him, and I love his grin and everything. So <laughs> it's just – and then, yeah, when he loses uh, – actually, I shouldn't be spoiling anything. Never mind. Um, <laughs> All good. When he becomes pathetic in a way, um, he just – it's actually more awesome to me because I like him seeing him like that. So, um, yeah, really good character. He kind of yeah. almost has – Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say I dig All Might. Like I'm not the biggest My Hero fan. I actually kind of kind of shit on it occasionally. Just <laughs> oh <for> yeah. Fun. <laughs> I'm gonna say there's gonna be some salt later on today. I'm just letting you guys know. So, but I do like All Might because he starts off as this Superman like character, and then the more the series goes on, the more human he becomes, and you see him struggle with weakness, which is something you find out. I guess light spoilers, but you know he wasn't the strongest guy as a kid. You know, uh. So he's kind of struggling with not being able to just save everybody. And he has to kind of work the emotional angle. And even like him with Midoriya, he's like, 
yo, I'm not a good teacher. I can admit that. I liked that about him. Yeah, and I like that he kind of is this father figure to Midoriya because I honestly don't even know at this point. Like, I don't know if he has a, a dad that's present or not. Um, if so he is, having he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just abandon his lovely mom like that. <laughs> well, at least on the upside, Midoriya's basically been adopted by All Might, the greatest <laughs> yeah. hero of all time. Uh, but I, I like that he has that that special bond with Midoriya. Um, and that he sees a bit of himself in Midoriya, which is why he chooses him ultimately to to pass on one for all. Um, I would say, what do we think about his his quirk? Because um, it's obviously an inherited quirk, as we know by like the first few episodes. It's one that's passed down from you know person to person. Um, do we find his quirk to be special, or does it just seem like? Because I kind of go back and forth on this. Does it just seem like? another like superman like just yeah. powerful i, I was gonna say it reminds me of superman of course now in the later seasons it's not, i'm not gonna spoil it but you find out there's more to it for uh, um but definitely yeah. from the first four seasons on or the early on it just seems like a very stereotypical superpower so i wouldn't say it's unique but it's definitely cool i mean you can't say you wouldn't love having those powers so i would say what's unique about it again like you said it it's just a very OP quirk. Like, how are you going to stop a guy who has, like... That much strength? Yeah, invincible <laughs> strength or whatever. But I think what's unique about it for All Might, in his case, is that he has this flaw where, again, he can't wield it so much. And I think that's more unique than, you know, super, Superman having a weakness against Kryptonite, but he can just bounce back. Here, it's like All Might constantly has to deal with this this inability... And I think for that to factor into his character is what makes it so interesting. Yeah, and I feel like another part that makes One for All unique is not not only the fact that it can be passed down between humans, but I think because it's such a, I don't want to say standard, but like a, a not-so-unique quirk is that it makes a difference based on who the user is. Like if All Might had given One for All to the wrong person, even if they were a good person, if he had given it to the wrong person, it would have been a total shit show. It would have been a total waste. But he has to give it to just the right person who can wield it in just the right way to do just the right things in order to become the greatest hero. Yeah, what if he gave it to Mineta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine fucking Mineta? <laughs> oh, those are boobs over there. <laughs> I can jump all the way over there. <laughs> so, okay, my hero, I do want to ask this question, is the show also popular or is it just all might that's a popular character the show's popular yes yeah without a doubt your story about going to cons and seeing nothing but death note cosplay i feel <laughs> that i went to one con before the world collapsed and uh yeah i it was all i, I kid you not almost all uh my hero so many cosplay. dekus so many yeah. dekus. so many dekus <laughs> so many todorokis so many todorokis yeah it's super popular yeah, even here, like, I went to a local Comic-Con um, back in 2019, and again, like, this is just American pop culture, but there were just so many My Hero cosplayers that were everywhere as well. And I guess it kind of blends in, because you have, like, superheroes, American superheroes, and, and like, these Japanese <laughs> superheroes, but, yeah, just, the show's taking the, the world by storm. I kind of feel like it's this generation's, like, big three anime, if you think back to Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. Um, I don't know what like the other two of the big three anime would be right now, but I feel like it would be one of the big three. It has that same vibe, even if the last two seasons are not as great as the first three that we got. 
Um, I say overall, it's it's basically becoming could, one. Could of we those. say Demon Slayer? Ooh, Ooh. yes. Uh, you know, I'd like I to agree. say it doesn't have as many episodes, and it's taken a little bit longer. But you can say it's definitely been successful. So. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's definitely one of the the big three for this generation. I always feel so fucking old when I say this generation of anime. That's all good. <laughs> okay, so then, um, yeah, I guess last question, because um, I don't know, for me, I, I'm kind of on the fence, but would you say that All Might is truly a good character that he deserves to be popular, or is he just hyped because he's the number one hero? I like him. I think as he's one of the one. best characters in the show. Yes, I honestly think he's one of the best. Carl's giving me an interesting look. Well, I would say like the show technically revolves around his story, if you think about it, because you have all these characters that are aspiring to be him, right? Because he is the symbol of peace, and <laughs> I just hate how like we have to go into spoilers, but like later on in the show, he gets kind of stripped of that title and there's this void that's just left that even the the pro heroes are trying to fill and kind of see that happening with the the later seasons but i think like the buck pretty much stops with him in terms of you know why these these students are are training to be heroes and and he is like their inspiration and he's been that mentor figure for them so i think if he weren't such a central figure in the show you really wouldn't have the show around that's true. That's fair. Yeah. I could see why he's popular. Um, sometimes I feel like he I, – I question if he's popular just because he's so good and because he is such a focal point um, or if he really has something stand out about him that makes him a, a good, unique character. Um, but at the end of the day, I fucking love All Might. I think he's great, and I'm happy to, to call him popular. Side note, he also has the best um, – theme oh yeah the his theme song <laughs> which it basically sounds like the superman theme um and like i love his his japanese voice actor as well uh kenta miyake oh like, he's he, really good yeah he puts his all into the role like especially with all might's biggest scenes i know like he's in interviews he's mentioned like he's fainted like, oh my god at some <laughs> points during the recording just because of how intense he has to voice um all might there is um that one video on YouTube that we've watched a couple of times where his voice actor, I don't know, it's like some TV show where they interview voice actors, but he does a live reading of his fight. Um, I won't spoil it, but his big fight, like the big fight that All Might has. And the voice actor is just like red in the face and like spitting everywhere. And he's like crouching his body just to get all the energy. In Behind the scream. scenes of what really happens during these <laughs> <Yes>. parts. <laughs> he's like basically shitting his pants just to make All Might sound amazing. <laughs> and it's great. It was, it's a good video to watch if you ever venture onto it. <laughs> all right. So I'll go next. Um, and of course, I have to start with a JoJo character mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be right if JoJo. I didn't. JoJo. <laughs> Love it. And I'm going to call out. Jotaro Kujo, who is my second favorite JoJo. I think it's your favorite JoJo, right, Carl? Yes. And I think so. I think he's probably the most popular character of JoJo. Um, and I think what makes him popular is, of course, he's super strong, has an awesome stand, Star Platinum. Um, he's got a, a badass personality and kind of just doesn't give a shit about anything, but does give a shit at the same time. And he's a motherfucking Joe Star. I mean, what else do you need to be popular? <laughs> Yeah, he is Edgelord Galore, and um, I remember Earthworm telling me at one point, 
I don't know if you did. You did not like him at one point or say, like, eh, I didn't think I'd really like him. But from the get-go, I, don't think I was like, this is all me. Anybody likes Joe Turo. As soon as he calls his mom a bitch, I think everybody's <laughs> like, whoa, buddy. Yeah, that was the Let's one take time. take it back a notch. But after, the, like, right? the rest of the episodes happen, I'm like, okay, he cares about his mom. He just needs to get over that, that attitude he has a little bit. You also forget that Joe Turo's 17. Exactly. Like, he's <laughs> built like a brick shit house, but he's also a teenager. Doesn't make he sense. He does not have emotional maturity yet. He's figuring it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be honest. I, too, um, I think when we first watched JoJo, like, we had just wrapped up part two. And at that point, obviously, like, Joseph was um, one of my favorite, my preferred JoJo over Jonathan because, like, part one was... Part one is part one. Yes, and exactly. You wanted to, <laughs> and then Courtney wanted to start right away with part three. And then, yeah, you have that introduction with Jotaro, and it's just a complete 180 from, like, Joseph's person. Like, Joseph is a goofy guy, but Jotaro's just, he's a, just a dick. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> how am I going to get into part three knowing that this guy is just going to be a jerk the whole time? But as, as you said, like, as you progress through the parts, you know, like, he has a big heart under that cold facade um and yeah like he's built like a fucking 16 wheeler <laughs> a 16 wheeler yeah i think like with with jotaro he's a big fucking tsundere but over the course of part three and by the way i do want to say i'm going to try to only talk about um jotaro or jojo in the context of parts one through three because i think jd you've only watched up till part three right yes as of my jd's bizarre adventure i finished season three but i take breaks in between because Part three was a little long, and there were some parts <laughs> in the middle where I was like, can this just get on with it? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm honest about it, you know, but it was great. You, so. you don't know shit about part four Jotaro, part five Jotaro, <laughs> or getting part there. six hey, Jotaro. Hey, how's Naruto? Yeah. Thank you. Go away. <laughs> you don't yeah, know I shit mean... about part four, part five Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Part four, part five Jotaro. Like, yeah, <laughs> He's I real. Say, but, yeah. Uh, but w- in the context of part three, you get – really great character development for Jotaro, which I think is why he goes from calling his mom a fucking bitch to being like one of the most popular Jojos of all the Jojos. Cause he, he starts off as a bratty teenager who disrespects his mom, has no friends that we're aware of um, and doesn't have a relationship with his grandfather to literally risking his life um, and traveling across the world for his mom, making lifelong friends. And then I would say, I don't know how close they become, but coming, becoming like somewhat close with Joseph, having some sort of relationship with his grandfather and, and caring about him on some level. So I think that makes him a very compelling character. Um, I would say all the JoJo's have their growth throughout their parts, but Joe Taro's, I think he sees the biggest amount of growth and of course has like a long lasting impact on the overall JoJo story. And I think that lends to him being a very popular character. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with all of that. I think, for what it's worth, too, that uh, JoJo's Part 3 seemed to be the first JoJo's that was really, really marketed to to America and the West. I think that might have a little bit to do with it. Um, Because I know, as far as especially, like, manga goes, I just bought Part 5, Volume 1, because it hadn't been released yet. It was only up to, only through Part 4. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah. For, like, the English translations? Yeah, it's the English translation. It uh, they just started rolling out part five in the manga for whatever reason. Oh damn! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why it's so delayed, but I think that has a little bit to do with why Jotaro ends up being the most popular. Because personally, he's not my favorite JoJo. I think he's third on my list. Um, 
But I think everything you said is true. He starts out as that tsundere and ends up becoming a very caring, loving person, even if he doesn't show it on the outside. Yeah. And what do we think about Star Platinum? Because he's got a pretty My, my pretty favorite stand. stand. He's my yeah. favorite stand. I love him. I love purple, so the color scheme works. He has all the powers, even if he only uses them oh, once. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like I'm talking Starfinger. to you, Starfinger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like there's that meme where he says, so it's the same kind of stand as Star Platinum. Oh, it just yeah. Kinda, it just, just lists any sort of power. Yeah. <laughs> Star Platinum has this power, too. Like it's such an OP move, but. What I really like about Star Platinum is that we all know Jotaro is not expressive unless he's really pissed off, but you actually get moments in part three where Star Platinum shows some emotion that probably is on Jotaro's behalf, like when he's really happy about something. I think my, my favorite part is when he like throws Iggy all the way down oh, the desert yeah. like a fastball and he's <laughs> smiling the entire fucking time because we know Jotaro finds Iggy annoying. So I'm like, there there you go. Jo- Star Platinum is Jotaro's like other persona that can actually emote on his behalf which is cool too because that's not something you see a lot later on down the line as far as i know he's really the only stand who's more expressive than his user yeah that's cool so i guess to wrap this one up do you think he deserves to be popular um or do you think he's just hyped for the reasons that we kind of mentioned especially with the popularity of part three in in the united states well, as, as the resident JoJo Stan <laughs> from the Anime Brothers, um, I think he deserves to be popular. I do not think he deserves to be the most popular JoJo. I mean, he should be up there with, like, some top characters, but JoJo rankings are important. We have to hold them in high regard, and I love Jotaro, but he's he's not the best JoJo. I have to ask, who do you think is the best JoJo, or who is your personal favorite? My, it's Joseph, and I actually oh, have hell yeah. him he, he, on he was my list because yeah. the real ones love Joseph. Oh hell yeah, I'm right there with you. Okay, so we'll we'll save that then for uh for when we get to your list again. <laughs> okay. What about you, Carl? I know he's your favorite. So what do you think? Yeah, I would say it's kind of a toss. I, like I have this toss up between both Joseph and Jotaro, but like I still think Jotaro's I call him like the quintessential JoJo character, and you know much like Joseph. He kind of has this legacy that lives on in subsequent parts. And like just seeing his character develop, you see it develop a little bit more compared to to Joseph across, was that like three or four parts? And like, I don't know what else to say about it. Like just his bad boy attitude and his well-rounded intellect. And then just seeing him grow from there is just why I like he's still my number one Jojo. I, I just want to point out the baseball game that he plays. Um, I'm not spoiling too much, but we all know about it when he's uh, playing a, a video game to not lose. In the second Dar- in the oh, Darby yeah. 2, right? Yeah, like Darby. Darby 2. Oh, and that's just the baseball? fact that after like two strikes and he's like, all right, I'm good now. I won't mess up. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what did he say? And then, yeah, after that, he just starts to level this guy. So. Uh, Kicking back to he... one of the characters we talked about, he's Levi Ackerman, kind of. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love how, like, mundanely during that part, he says, yeah, I'm kind of enjoying this game. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay, so next up, I think we're back to JD, right, for your list? Hey, that's me. Um, <laughs> so quick question, because I know we were trying to keep it that we all know. Um, I, I checked your mail, but some of you guys don't have ratings, so I didn't know if it meant you hadn't watched it. Have you watched Hunter x Hunter? Oh, I, I don't think either of us have. That's okay, I saw it on like there, and that's why list. I was like, I don't know if I should put it or not. So 
we'll, we'll move on to the next one I have that I know you guys, I think, have watched. Um, and that was going to be uh, Hie from Yu Yu Hakusho. Ooh. Oh, yes, yes. Carl's looking at me because I don't think you've watched it, right? <laughs> I have not. Oh, okay, Carl. Both of those are essential watches. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, my recommend God. two anime to YouTube. Write it down right those now, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I think it was on my uh, plan to watch list. So, But I'll let the three of you take Well, okay, now I'm going to be honest with you, though. I haven't watched Yu Yu Hakusho since I was a kid. And I, it's 100% due, on a, due for a rewatch, so my no, my my knowledge about Hiei is a bit fuzzy. We've watched I do it so many times. Being... <laughs> I've watched it like four times all I the way I do recall through. him being my favorite character, though, so I, I'm down if you want to talk about it. I just may not be able to contribute as much. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's just, um, to me, he, I mean, to me, he's my favorite, but also to everyone else, he's pretty much like one of the favorites on Mal and... He's also kind of like the Jotaro, the, you know, the badass, the cool, the edgelord type of guy. Uh, he carries like a big stick, you know, and tries to act like he doesn't want to get close to anybody. But slowly over the seasons, you start to see that he keeps closer and closer. He keeps at a distance, but he keeps close enough. And for some reason, it's like the Sundere type that I don't know. I, I always liked him around. And though he acted like he doesn't care, he does. And I love those type of characters. I don't know why, but it just appeals to me uh, for good reason. Isn't he also kind of the Levi of the group because he's oh, short yeah. as fuck? He oh, is yeah. short. <laughs> exactly. I do the remember Levi that. Levi <laughs> has to be based off of Hiei, at least a little bit. Exactly. Um, but uh, no, he's he's definitely like Sasuke prototype for sure <laughs> he's, he's that edgy but he's, he's done well unlike hair. the other you know yeah he's done absolutely well i, th- I think he's personally Yu Yu Hakusho is my favorite show so i'll just get that out there i think he trounces sasuke and everything that sasuke has ever tried but uh, i i don't know what i was trying to say there i just completely lost the words you just wanted to make sure you said sasuke wasn't as good as he and i get it i had to <laughs> i had to uh, he's, he's really like he's less whiny he definitely he takes that like you know take your depression and you stuff it way down there son and never let it come out <laughs> but yeah he also has like um, a loyalty and a code there's a, a yeah. part in like the early stages where he fights a demon um and then another demon kills his own like uh, comrade and it bothers him because even though that was his enemy a minute ago he's like you don't take out one of your guys that are asking for help so it shows that he still has a code even among enemies i don't know i just love that i love an honor code i like the way of the samurai and he uses a sword so everything was like a plus for me he's got those snarky one-liners too like levi doesn't try to be snarky he definitely tries to be snarky and he's great at it yeah (laughs) awesome well okay then after i watch hunter hunter i'm gonna have to do a yu Yu Hakusho rewatch yeah the hunter hunter is like a must Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something about this (laughs) <laughs> I have to ask though. So, um, do I watch the original Hunter Hunter or no. do I watch the 2011 I, one? Yeah, the 2011 one's as complete as Hunter Hunter is going to be. The uh, 99 version, whenever it came out, it's only got like three out of the four arcs in the 2011 version. Okay. And 2011 was done like perfect. Like, was yeah, it Studio Madhouse? Yeah, it was Madhouse. Yeah, they did a great. It's one job. of like the top rated anime too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think it was number two for a while before things started getting shaken up. Oh, shit. We've just been okay, waiting well, yes. for so long, so. I will <laughs> definitely watch that because I hear about it all the time, and I feel like I'm missing out on something pretty big here, and I'll uh, I'll drag Carl along with me. Do you want to watch it? Oh, yeah, I think okay. it's, it's also been on my, my list for a while. Good, because you're going to watch it. Awesome. I was going to say, you do want to watch <laughs> it, Carl. We'll bring you, you on our show, and we're going to talk about it. 
Yeah, we. I <laughs> will come on for the review, even if it's just me sitting there, not talking and listening. Like, hey, <laughs> might as well just listen to the podcast. But I want to be there firsthand. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. Okay, then that'll be my after I. Well, probably not after I finish Gintama because there's a shitload of Gintama left. Yeah. But now that I've uh, rewatched Bebop, I think I'll I'll start Hunter Hunter. All right. So then next up, um, Earthworm. Who do you have on your list? Uh, I'm going to go with the new hot face uh, on town. Um, Courtney, I know you've seen the show. I don't have Carl's Mal list, so I'm hoping uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm talking about Goju. Oh, oh, shit. He's on my list, too. I had some <laughs> okay. things to say. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> so he's, without a doubt, the new, most popular. New Kakashi. simping for this guy. He's new Kakashi, except he's, I think he has something Kakashi doesn't. Pretty he eyes. Some... That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But yeah. Kakashi had pretty eyes. Don't, oh, don't disparage no, no, our boy. No, no, like no. Those piercing blue eyes. I mean, he looks at I mean, me. Not... It's like, wherever you want to go, I'll go and do whatever you want. <laughs> Take but me, daddy. The, <laughs> the Gojo simping has been crazy. Like, um, at my last job, there were a couple of uh, people who watched a little bit of anime. This guy who loved One Piece. He would not stop talking to me about Gojo. And I'm like, I haven't watched Jujutsu Kaisen yet. I'm going to get around to it. And this was a like six months ago but he was like he's so cool he's so powerful his power is this and i'm like yeah dude he's he's really cool and i i don't know he's just he's new and he's hot and everybody's talking about let him. me ask did you want to hate him because he was so popular but when you watch it you're like damn it i can't hate him because i know you you don't want to be <laughs> no that because i didn't realize how popular he was until kind of the jujutsu kaisen hype died but people will were still talking about goju like um, our friend Danny from the Anime Summit podcast, she's not a big shonen watcher. She doesn't watch a lot of action. She loves Gojo. And I'm like, okay, all right, he must be doing something right. See, I want to I want to get on board with the Gojo popularity. Um, and I get it. Like, he's he's OP. He's one of the strongest jiu-jitsu sorcerers, and he's overconfident. He's got that carefree attitude, very nonchalant, but still can be pretty funny. And he's got those, you know, crazy-ass eyes. Mm. But I think at this point, because I only watch anime. I don't read the manga. I feel like at this point in the anime, he hasn't done enough for me to really like, get on board with him being a popular character. Like, other than the fact that he is cool and confident, like, what else is there? Like, I feel like it's at a certain point down the road he'll do something pretty major that'll lend a lot to the story. But I feel like we haven't gotten there yet. So I'm not, me personally, I'm not fully convinced he deserves the title of like popular character. Isn't he getting a movie uh, adaption soon? Yeah, um, I was going to say there's a prequel, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Yeah. And it's going to be about him. So maybe he'll actually get a lot of uh, limelight in this. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. I want to, I want to get on, on the bandwagon, but I just, I have my reservations about it. Um, and as far as like his influence on the story, he can be, we've seen him be a really good teacher, namely to Fushiguro and Itadori. And we know he's OP as fuck, especially when we see him fight Sukuna, um, or anyone from that discount league of villains. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> the discount league of villains is my favorite. <laughs> and he's got a really cool power. I think it's called like infinity or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just think other than him being there and like not worrying about shit, and having a couple of funny moments, I'm I'm struggling to to see like what makes him so incredibly amazing. Because I I would argue that Fushiguro or Itadori are much more compelling characters than he is at this point in the story. I would agree with that. I think what people like about Gojo, at least what I like, and I'm kind of on your bandwagon. I don't know why he's so super popular right now, 
But what I like about him is he's got a little bit of mystery to him because he is this overpowered, goofy guy. But then every now and then he'll just like look away at the scenery and be like, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers soon. <laughs> and you're like, what? Why? When he, when he flies Hold up on. and he's like, who, oh, I guess I'll go over motherfuckers? here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, that's a good point. That one part towards the end of the first season uh, when he's where flying. he's just he's like in the fucking air. He's, yeah, he's just like, he's just stand, like all he's right, like levitating. over there. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're all set. Uh, I'll go there later. I'll go here right now. And it's like, what do you mean? And then all of a sudden he's just there. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> But he definitely people love overpowered characters. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off there. Oh no, I was to say I, he definitely has something that he's aware of. You get these little hints, uh, not to per- share too, man- too many details, but you get these little hints throughout the show that he knows what's up. He knows there's something else going on, but all that's happening in the background. So it's like I, I don't understand enough of that yet to understand his level of intellect. Like he seems like a really smart, capable character, but he still hasn't done anything mm-hmm. yet. Um, and one thing I do want to call out, because this was actually from our um, our podcast episode with Otaku Melancholy, where we talked about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Gojo was nominated a couple of times, and I don't understand why for some of these. <laughs> I so remember he, that. <laughs> yeah, he was nominated for Best Voice Acting Performance, uh, Japanese Voice Acting Performance. And don't get me wrong, he's got an amazing voice actor. I think it's Yuichi Nakamura. And he's done notable characters such as Bucherati from Part Six, mm-hmm. but mm. the performance that he actually did for Gojo was just a regular dude talking all the time. There was no intensity. There was nothing demanding about that performance. So I'm like, why was he nominated? That didn't make any sense to me. And then he was also nominated for Best Boy. And again, I'm like, why? Like he hasn't done enough at this point for for me to want to vote for him as Best Boy. Dem- I would no. argue Semis. that like. Yeah, the demise. <laughs> I would argue that Itadori is way more deserving of the best boy title. I'm than behind you there. Gojo is. I think he's perfect best boy. Yeah, and so like I, I don't know. Like to sum it up, I struggle with this whole Gojo fandom. I think he, it makes sense. He's got a strong fan base. He definitely is his bondo material. But I don't understand why he's so incredibly popular. And I'm hoping something comes up soon in the show that that helps me understand that. See, um, Jujutsu Kaisen is one of the shows that has yet to grow on me, but I would say that um, Gojo is probably one of my favorite characters on the show, and I think it's just because he's so unexpected. Like you, like we've been talking about, he's a very OP character, has these OP skills, but like he doesn't act proper, I guess, if that's the right word. He's always like, dicking around. Yeah, like even the first episode when he's out to save Itadori, like he... I think he visited like some souvenir shop on the way. Yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Um, <laughs> so, like, in this profession of like jujutsu sorcery, you, you would expect like these the most powerful characters to be again very proper and and just um, on this high level of mentorship. But he's he's just there to fuck around. And I think the one thing that I love about him is in the first ED um, when he busts out the door. And mm-hmm. just starts grooving. Like that's oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite parts of, of that ED is just seeing him vibing to that song, which I know is has some controversy on its own, but that's a story for a different day. I'm gonna have to get that. I had no idea there was controversy behind the the ED or the song or whatever. You're gonna have to talk to me about that after this. I'm curious. Yeah, just briefly, it's more so the band that performed it. Like oh. one of the band members was involved in some like stealing money from grandma's game. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Now we can't. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, Look. so the song is not 
on any like music streaming services right now. Yeah, you were pretty bummed. That's it. why yeah. I lost you got pulled. it. That's why yeah. I haven't listened to my Weeb playlist on Spotify <laughs> for a while. And, huh. Yeah, it's unfortunately gone, and I was bummed too because the song it slaps so hard. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like we're all decently in agreement that he. Okay, well, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for everybody, but do we think he he deserves to be popular at this point in the anime, or do we feel like he's more of a, a hyped character? I think he does. Uh, it's unfortunate because it is early on, so I get your guys's concerns with like I don't know enough about him, but the mystery is also half the reason why people enjoy him. And because he is a funny guy, he doesn't take things seriously because also he doesn't need to. He's powerful. But I have a feeling I haven't read the manga. I don't do that. But that he will get his where someone's better than him and maybe he's going to change or something's going to happen. So I'd say he's definitely worth it, though. Yeah, he's got potential. Let's put it that way. Yeah, potential. (laughs) I'm with Courtney right now. He's not he hasn't earned it yet. But he's good. Kids got potential. He's going to be a star one day. (laughs) He's going to be a star quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess for me it, it like everyone say it's more of a wait and see but kind of make an analogy to harry potter i feel like i don't know if he'll be sort of like the dumbledore um oh dumbledore kind of like you don't know too much about him in the beginning but then he ends up i almost want to tell like, you a story about that <laughs> oh, feel free i'd love to hear it. um well my wife is a extreme heavily big harry potter fan and uh, I'm more of a casual to it, but I went to the theaters to see number six, uh, Half-Blood Prince. And mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't heavily into it at that point. I don't think I've had watched all of them in order. So I went with a buddy just to go for, like, support. <laughs> and a moment happened with Dumbledore. And I'll just say everyone in the crowd was, like, not feeling great. And me and my buddy <laughs> were laughing. And <laughs> I never got so scared in my life that I was going to die. Cause, oh, that's dangerous, <laughs> man. Then I'm like, oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a very pivotal film for for Dumbledore. Now I've watched it more. I've enjoyed it, but just saying. <laughs> Whenever Carl whips out these Harry Potter references, I'm like, I don't know, because I've never, I've only seen the first movie, and then that that was enough for me. Thank you. I, I moved <laughs> They're on. They're good, but, but I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how how Gojo compares to Dumbledore, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Just more well, one's so really like, fucking old, though, and the other one's really, really young. So more I, so, I, like, like we know he's powerful. Yeah. And that he'll play, like, a, I'm sure he, he looks like he'll play a pivotal role down the road. It's just that. He's right more of, now. like, that teacher figure. Yeah, for now. Okay. Okay, I get that. That's cool. That's cool. All right, well, then your list, Carl. Who's next? Um, I think we covered most of the characters that I had listed. There's only one that I... No one's mentioned so far, and it goes back to Attack on Titan, but it would be Aaron Yeager. Aaron Aaron Yeager Meister. He has moved Uh, up for me in this last season, just saying. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he's matured a bit, you know, just just a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's he's matured (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I don't think he's cried yet, so that's that's a big step forward for him. Yeah, I was going to say, like. at the beginning of the show obviously he starts off as your typical shonen protagonist who's just very brash and brooding and is gung-ho about the cause for like eliminating these titans but like you've seen that he has a very interesting character development over these four seasons and obviously leading up to this final season where he's a lot more pragmatic 
but I would also say kind of cynical, which is, again, an almost 180 of his earlier season ideologies and everything that it involves like the backstory with his father and just the bigger picture um, of the, the story of the world fit fitting in with his like his own journey is it's just been so captivating to watch i feel like as a millennial watching attack on titan since it premiered when we were younger i feel like we are aaron or we he's very relatable to millennials because <laughs> he goes from like this bright-eyed kid who's like oh i can do anything i want i can be anything i want if i put my mind to it and then by season four, he's like, fuck this shit. He's like, fuck the world. It's terrible. Did you guys we gotta do something about watch it. it when it came out in 2013 and have to wait like that two years like I did? That pissed you off. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was brutal. It's one reason oh, why I, I ranked it low because I was like, fuck you guys. And you're waiting a long ass time to bring the second season. And then as every I, year, <laughs> one less point. Keep it up. Yeah, keep it up. <laughs> See what happens. But. Wait, okay. I have to ask. I don't actually know why they took that several years to come out with the season two. Does anyone know? I'm not sure. I, I'm thinking yeah, I because maybe they had definitive to answer. test the waters. Maybe it took a while to get traction. or Because I know Wit had run into a lot of issues trying to commit to Attack on Titan, hence why they dropped it after season three. Um, so that could have been it. And after season three, they're like, all right, we're done. We can't do this. So <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to look that up because I always wondered that. I'm like, why the fuck? For one of the most popular anime of all time, why the fuck did we have to wait like four or five years to get that season two? But we did it. We survived. We're here. And here we are. <laughs> it's arguably more popular now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have to agree um, with Aaron being on like the popularity list. Like I get why. Um, I would say less so earlier Aaron. I would say more so current Aaron. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Just because he he's become so mysterious like he's extremely distant not only from his comrades but also from us as an audience like i don't know what the fuck is going on in his brain and i love it i think it's so intriguing yes um he stopped crying i love that (laughs) he also knows how to (laughs) he knows how to control his titan powers like at this point and i think he's become a much better character a much more compelling character than what we saw in the first three seasons um and i think he, I mean, he's the main character, right? He's always had influence over the whole story. But I would say more so now than ever because, try not to spoil season four, but it's not only other characters he's influencing, but basically the fate of the entire world. So, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, light, light spoilers there, guys. <laughs> so what do you think, Earthworm, about him? I mean, I, I kind of echo everybody's sentiments. I mean, if you only watched season one and never picked it up after that four-year hiatus or whatever, you hate Aaron Yeager. You only like yes. Levi. Yeah. You're only there for <laughs> Levi and Mikasa. You stuck it out and watched all of Attack on Titan. Like, Aaron, even if he's not one of your favorite characters, you are intrigued by him. You want to know what he's doing. And like like Courtney was saying, you don't actually... Nobody knows. Um, no characters in the show, also the audience... Uh, we're captivated by what the hell he's going to do and what's going through his head. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like other characters um, have also evolved to a certain degree, but just nowhere near the level of Aaron. Like, no. like he doesn't even compare to the the earlier versions of himself. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still rooting for him. I, I still I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. for some real real interesting things by the end of this show, which is coming up in what December. Yeah, I think oh my so. God. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's I normally be over soon. I normally don't go for. Um, the characters that go this type of route, I'm not trying to give away anything, but 
uh, as I watched, I was just on his side the whole way, which is probably bad, but I just want to know <laughs> what's the plan and what is the end goal here, you know? <laughs> yeah, So for sure. Um, I'm all in. I don't know why we're here. I don't know what we're doing. I'm loving it. All I know is I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> what are we working toward? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have to ask, too, what do we think about his Titan and his Titan power? I mean, he punches things, but, like, yeah, what do you think about I mean, the Attack Titan? It's pretty boring. I mean, it's a regular Titan, <laughs> but can be controlled. Yeah. It's, you know, my favorite's been mech Reiner. Version. Reiner's my favorite Titan, so um, that's that's. I, I'm not a big fan of Aaron's, but you know, they're all cool in their own way. I think my favorite Titan is the Beast Titan, not because of what we see now, but just knowing that like there. I'm trying to be light about these spoilers. There are different iterations of the Beast Titan, but we haven't actually seen anything. So it, yeah. to me, because there's so much mystery around, behind the Beast Titan. I find that one to be the most intriguing. Also, he's, he's got a hell of a fastball. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hell of a fastball. That motherfucker loves his baseball. It's throwing cheese. <laughs> okay, so then um, I'll ask the same question as always. Do we think Aaron Yeager is actually a good character, or is he hype because he's a, a depressed millennial <laughs> who doesn't have anything going his way, and we all can totally relate to that. <laughs> like, can I say yes to both? <laughs> it's kind of like we've all said. Season one and all and, and on for a while, I don't think he was really the, the best character, but as you've seen him grown and the big kind of thing that happens in the switch in season four, I think he is. So, Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's turned into one of the most dynamic, interesting characters in the show. Yeah, same. I have to agree there. And I think what's unique about him, especially because we're, we're technically a different generation from the current one, right? But I feel like we still grew up with Aaron, like back in 2013. I'm pretty sure I was I was in college when I started. So it's still like that. Oh, my God. That y- younger adult phase. But I think that's also why I feel like I'm so attached to him is just getting to kind of grow up with him and see his story and finally closing out this chapter again to make a, another reference to Harry Potter is kind of like me growing up with that series um, as a child and so I've graduated onto Attack <laughs> on Titan being that not like that childhood but like that young adulthood series that um, I'm finally putting uh, close to which is going to be kind of sad once this final I'm not ready season wraps I'm up. ready but I'm not ready yeah. same no, yeah. I hope I hope we're all ready to just sit on our couches for a good half an hour afterwards, just staring at the TV. Because that's that's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna text you, Earthworm, and be like, "So I don't know what to do with my hands." And you're just gonna have to... <laughs> we should watch the last episode together. Yeah, oh, let's do that. We'll live react. It'll be fun. Have either of you guys read the manga? No, no, I thought about it the other day. I was looking for a manga because I got some free time at work now, and I was like, "Am I really gonna do it? Am I ready for that?" <laughs> no no we're not gonna do it yet i know i i don't read manga like i just don't have any interest so, in manga but this is one that i considered just because i had to know what what was going to happen but there's something about experiencing the anime as it's unfolding with the attack on titan fan base like as a community that i don't want to miss out on so mm-hmm. i'm i'm yeah. gonna steer far away from the manga and just live it this december with everyone else and thankfully they caught up really fast with the manga not like to compare it to like Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Where yeah. I think George R. R. Martin still hasn't worked or finished <laughs> Winds of Winter, but like the manga literally ended earlier this year, and so the anim- all the anime has to do is just pump it out, pump <laughs> it I out. I mean, obviously <laughs> make sure that it's a quality product, pump it, pump but like 
<laughs> for us, for the anime community, we don't have to wait as long as we did, like between season one and two. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my turn. Right? Is my turn? Okay, cool. Yeah. So my actually the last person on my list um, is uh, Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Oh boy! Another uh, shonen protagonist who cries a lot, but <laughs> one that I I very much love. Um, I think for him what makes him popular is his incredibly sad backstory, his dedication to his sister and mostly his innate capacity for kindness towards all beings. Um, plus his, his fighting ability is pretty cool too. His water breathing. That's pretty oh, legit. Yeah. yeah. I would say, um, Tanjiro's again, talking about like shonen protagonists, there's like this ar- archetype of them coming of age, finding purpose in the world. And then, them just being very self-deprecating when when it's convenient but i feel like tanjiro kind of breaks that mold i know like in the, have you got you guys seen mugen train we have yes yes day uh, one i know actually. like in the, oh, oh shit nice. um i know like in the movie he i feel like he cries a lot more than he did in like the entire first he season he cries a shitload more yeah which was kind of off-putting but Watching him go through his training, like the first three episodes, I kind of like that he didn't always put himself down too much. Like all he, like he knew he had to improve on things, but he was never like, "I'm never going to be, like, a part of the Demon Slayer core or anything like that." Which is part of the reason, like, I I kind of like Tanjiro compared to other shonen protagonists, and to what you said, Courtney, just his backstory and even his connection. Like his familial connection with uh, Nesco, it's it's such a powerful example of you know family and the bonds that connect us, especially with the that pivotal um, fight with what was the um, Ryu, uh, the spider Rui 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Rui. Um, obviously, like that was a pivotal moment in the anime, and it again just seeing that bond between them is what makes I think makes Tanjiro really impressive character yeah i think he got popular well for most of those reasons you guys said but the connection between nezuko like the sister brother bond i mean i'm an only child but i know a lot of people have that bond with their siblings and i feel like they can relate in that way um one of my buddies says that he has a sister and he thinks about her when in that moment of like i gotta protect her i gotta save her so that's like the main benefit for for him because a lot of people can relate to that my only negative I have for him is that I've talked with Earthworm that I feel like he gets the benefit of everyone around him is also awesome. Like I love Zenitsu, uh, I love Inosuke, I love Nezuko, and it's like they all help each other work well together. But on their own, kind of like with the whole Tanjiro crying all the time, it's a little bit like I don't want that. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I'm sounding yeah. a little petty there, but... No, that's a good point. I actually never thought about that that way. Like you're right on on their own, each of them is kind of they, they falter a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the combination, the the shenanigans that they go through together, I think works so fucking well. Like there, there's not often a, a a main trio where I like all three pretty equally. And I would say for Demon Slayer, like Tanjiro, Inosuke, and Zenitsu are equally lovable characters. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, Tanjiro is a little milk toast for me by oh, by man. himself. <laughs> milk toast. Especially. What the hell like, is milk toast? <laughs> it's just I plain. was the same thing. Just plain. He's he's just kind <laughs> of a plain character. Now, when he's being pestered by Inosuke and he keeps getting, you know, Inosuke keeps getting his name wrong, and Tanjiro gets worked <laughs> up because of it. Awesome. Great comedy. Great great character. 
uh, interactions. But like, I think back to like early Demon Slayer when it was just Tanjiro, and it was, I mean, it was really only okay, other than the amazing animation. It was, it wasn't that great. It really started to get going, like JD said, when the ensemble got together, and you know, you got to see Nezuko out of her box more. Um, the more things you put around Tanjiro, the better he got. But just by himself, I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't really carry the show. Yeah, I can. I can kind of see that. I can see that too. Yeah, I, I felt thinking back on it. Yeah, I think the the earlier parts of the show, because we watched it after the season wrapped up, and there was like mad Demon Slayer hype, and I'm like, okay, I gotta watch. I gotta understand what's going on here. And in those first several episodes, it was good. But it was just like him training, him getting his footing. I mean, he trained for what, like two years before he could even test into yeah, the. It was a Demon's while. Yeah, that was, I forgot it was a long yeah. time. Yeah, and so like for that, it's a, that that felt like standard shonen shit. Um, but I think you're absolutely absolutely right when they started to introduce the other characters. That's when my interest got really peaked. I think what also helps too is now that he's at a point in the show where he's actually fighting demons versus just training um i i really appreciate the fact that he connects with not only the humans but with the demons as well many Mm -hmm. of which are his enemies he doesn't seek to kill them like a lot of shonen protagonists he seeks to end their suffering and then sets their souls free while honoring like the person they once were because we always get those backstories as they're about to die yeah Um, and i think that makes him stand out a little bit more than like a midoriya or somebody else that I'm blanking on. There's another protagonist that cries a lot. Uh, oh, I think of Takemichi. I think of Takemichi from, yeah, from uh, Tokyo Revengers. Like he just wants like there's always that kind of negativity that's behind their goal of defeating an enemy. But for Tanjiro, it's always like completely positive. Like he wants to help this demon. He wants to, to like empathize and, with them. Yeah, empathize with them. Except for like the main baddie, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Michael, he, Michael Jackson. there's no empathy there. Guy's kind of a yeah. dick. He can die. Yeah, with, with the Michael Jackson character. <laughs> what do we think about, um, I guess, his water breathing technique, but then also all of the, the different forms of breathing techniques? That is the cool part about this. Uh, both me and Earthworm love swords, and like we've said, we don't see enough sword fighting and kind of cool stuff involving swords in my opinion i love it and being involved with breathing it's kind of like jojo's with haman and stuff it's really interesting when you use breathing techniques as a way to incorporate like using special moves i love it so mm-hmm. breathing like breathing techniques are a real thing like you can't you know make water come out of your sword and you can't shoot electric sunlight blast but you know breathing techniques can and do change the way that your body kind of reacts I know there's um a couple of jujitsu guys that I've I've like some legends that I've learned about because I'm a big mixed martial arts guy and uh one of them says like hyperventilating is one of the best ways to kind of get through certain things so I like when anime mm. take that real life thing and let's let's make this fantastical let's make uh lightning come out of the sword cuz this guy can breathe nice <laughs> Plus, the, the way they um, animate all of the, the different water breathing techniques uh, or breathing techniques um, when the different demon slayers are using them, I think that just amplifies it so much. It's so yeah. cool to, to see those those amazing colors and different uh, you, elements yeah. come out of those swords. You foldables it's, amazing. It's yeah. some of the best animation I've ever seen in any anime, and it's unique. It's not just doing the same things that that other shows are doing, but it's mixing two completely different art styles seamlessly. Yeah, 100%. So I guess I'll ask that question again. Do we think that Tanjiro is um, actually a good character, 
or do we think he's hyped? Maybe like his his show is really good. The people around him are really good, but he's less of a, a good character. I think he's a very good character, but hyped, yes. I think he's too popular. I think the ensemble of all of them deserve to be together, a great cast of characters, but I don't think he should carry the, the main role, <laughs> if, if that no. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanjiro's the perfect character for what Demon Slayer needs. A good you know, guy, They yeah. don't need a crazy, dynamic protagonist. They need sort of a true North guy to to be the, the voice of reason around all these crazy people, such as uh, freaking Inosuke and Zenitsu and just all the Hari... What's the word? Hari Harishama? Harishima? Harishima. Oh, Hashira? Hashira. Hashira. That's the... Yeah. All the Hashira. <laughs> yeah. The, sorry about that. <laughs> all the but, like, all of them have crazy character designs and a lot of like um Sengoku he was just a wackadoodle uh, so you need you need that true character <laughs> I have never heard oh I haven't heard anyone use that word in so long milk toast and wackadoodle welcome yeah. to earthworm <laughs> it is also the 1920s where I'm at so don't, don't bother me <laughs> yeah I, I agree I think that He's the definition of a good character, as in he's super kind and pure-hearted. Um, but I don't know if he's like a good character, as in like a super interesting character or anything like that. I even look at everyone's clothing because um, everyone has a very distinct design, and I feel like Tanjiro's is probably the safest of everyone's. It's just the black and green squares, like the checker pattern, mm -hmm. versus like everyone else's design is just so much more yeah. intriguing. Although you can spot a Tanjiro like shirt from a mile away truth yeah i would say like tanjiro is just kind of like that every man compared to all the eccentric characters on the show and i guess similar with gojo for him it's just kind of a wait and see because i know even after um mugen train like he still has a journey to go through especially with learning more about um his father's what was it like kino kamikagura the fire dance um, I love how you remember that. I did not that remember was that. Yeah, that's another tongue twister. You just pulled that out perfectly. <laughs> I have no it's idea. Japanese just... alliteration. You killed it. <laughs> <laughs> just popped into my head. But yeah, I think for Tanjiro, like he's as much as like that pivotal scene with Rui was was amazing. I think we still have yet to see his true potential um, in rising in the Demon Slayer core and actually being a character that we can truly stand behind rather than just him being part of this this trio i will say though compared to like a midoriya or a takemichi he's a crybaby shonen protagonist that actually does have some steps towards his overall goal like midoriya is constantly telling us i'm gonna master <laughs> one for all i'm gonna do this and i'm like when are you gonna fucking do it like you still haven't gotten there after five we're, we're seasons. five seasons into this <laughs> son of a bitch you're still only at five percent what are you doing <laughs> Or like Takemichi from Tokyo Avengers <laughs> constantly says, I'm going to stop being a crybaby. And then he's fucking crying every episode. But at least Tanjiro does make actual progress. Like, again, we get that two year. Well, it's not an arc, but like we get that moment where it shows us a two year time lapse so that he can go from literally knowing nothing to being able to use water breathing technique. Like that alone is, is nice to see. There's actual progression there. Mm -hmm. You taking notes, my hero? Are you taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, next round. Um, JD, we're back to you. Anyone else on your list? Uh, I got one more. I have another one, but that's we'll leave that for like an end discussion thing maybe. Um, I, I brought up like a popular one that I'd like to say uh, is Goku from Dragon Ball Z that everyone knows. Ooh, mm. that's a really good one. 
Yes, and uh, it's kind of uh, a thing where even I can't defend him fully as I've gotten older and realizing he is a bad father. Um, <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> but the thing is, is I like to. He's the OG. He's like the embodiment of like the All Might now. Like I thought of the OP Shonen character that I growing up was just admiring and wanted to like be him. I played him in video games and everything about him. He is popular. Like the game. Everything about Dragon Ball Z is hype, and it all is because of Goku. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I, I think we can say that there are better characters written, but we all knew Goku and kind of at least watched because of Goku. I mean, yeah, Goku, I feel like... I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like Goku is one of those characters that transcends popular to iconic. Like, he's an iconic mm-hmm. character, um, and there's sure. a lot to love about him. And I, I mean, for me growing up, like, I just love that he wanted to beat everyone up because he just wanted to find the next strongest just person. Just get stronger. Yeah. To, yeah. He's like, I want to, because everyone else would be freaking out, right? Everyone's concerned about the life or death situation at hand. And then there's Goku who's like, I don't know what's going on. I just want to fight the guy because he's really strong. And then he ends up winning anyway. So I think that that's, that makes him lovable. Um, but you're right. He's a bad dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, Goku's so popular that uh, Toriyama literally wrote him back as being the protagonist yes. because of fan outcry. Oh, He wanted, he they, he, he shafted my boy Gohan. You're so mad Because everybody him. was like, no, we want Goku. How can the story go on without Goku? And it's like, well, it's a fucking story, so you figure it out. Uh. I know, I love Gohan too. He's my favorite. And it's like they attempted to do the whole JoJo lineage thing and then... Yeah. And then Which the fans were like, so I don't cool. want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine if Ultimate Gohan actually beat Boo. But no. No. He had to get fucking absorbed and I'm all mad about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, even though we keep calling him a bad dad, I mean, Gohan did end up uh you know, kind of trumping everything in the Cell Saga. So at least he has that, right? Like he he trained Gohan well enough. I, I, he's a great coach. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah. He's a great coach. I defended <laughs> that. You know, he at least made Gohan like he knew Gohan was ready to like take on Cell. But then you know, Earthworm brings up, well, he let him get like beat to a pulp. So I get it. That was bad. He, he gave Cell a Senzu beat. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, here you go, Cell. Beat the shit out of my son. He'll waken someday. <laughs> Like, I know I like to fight everybody at full strength, so i just, uh, you know, going to assume that that's what my son wants. That's terrible parenting. Yeah, my kid's going to be a star in baseball. You watch. I, I almost made it. I blew out my knee, but my kid's going to be a star. <laughs> He's also kind of like a headache of a husband for Chi-Chi. She's oh, always God. like, where, where the fuck is my husband? And where's my son who's supposed to be in school right now? Why is my husband sending him out to fight every manner of beast in the universe? And then your husband's like, dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my partner really changed my views on Chi-Chi. I made her watch Dragon Ball Z with me, and I'm like, Chi-Chi's a bitch. Don't worry about her. And she watched it, and she's like, no, no, no. Chi-Chi's not a bitch. She's just a normal woman trying to deal with these circumstances. I love Chi-Chi. So now yeah, I'm on good. board. Like, what else is she going to do? <laughs> well, what do we think? Okay, this is like totally a tangent, but what do we think about Bulma? She's obviously after the bad boys. Oh, but then, I love like, Bulma. Actually has like a yeah. pretty, pretty solid family in the end. Yeah, I, I love, I mean, Bulma is like OG waifu. I mean, bunny suit Bulma, I'm not a bunny suit guy, but bunny suit Bulma, that's where it's at. Yeah, she's also someone that it seems like has a hard exterior. She's hard-headed, annoying, especially in the Namek uh, Frieza saga. Oh, that she was She is just being too extra, 
But as yeah. she's gotten older, she's just become a great mom and a, a great friend and all that stuff to everybody. And without her, they wouldn't even be able to find the Dragon Balls. Just saying. So yeah, there's no Dragon true. Ball Z without Bulma. This is very, very true. Well, okay, I, Carl, I don't think you've watched enough of Dragon Ball Z to know enough about Carl. Goku. Or am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I had a very wasted childhood. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know like bits and pieces about the show. I never like fully watched it from like beginning to end. But you know but Goku. All, yeah, I would say yeah. kind of what Courtney was saying earlier. I think he's not just like a popular character. He's more iconic. And I think it just shows like I think anytime someone mentions the word anime, like Goku's image or name immediately pops up. And that just shows how influential he is again with his super saiyan powers i know the whole thing about him being a bad dad so you can kind of just put that on the side but <laughs> other than that like yeah i think it's he's deserving of the title well i guess one of so then going back to one of the questions that i had which is what influence do they have on the story and the other characters knowing that he was supposed to be written out can we still call him like a majorly influential character because I don't know. I, every time I think about Goku, I just think that he just wants to fight people and that he's just doing what he's told and therefore these enemies are being defeated. But I don't know if he actually takes like a an active part in trying to how to describe it? Like, like protect the world or like, you know, come up with battle plans to make sure that everyone doesn't fucking die. Well, he's pretty much influenced every bad guy that cuz like every bad guy that shows up for the most part wants to fight goku it's all because of goku so technically yes the whole world is influenced by him just being alive hence why there's a couple arcs where he stays dead because he's like i'll keep the planet safe and then dragon ball super which i actually watched uh, which takes places after z and he the whole tournament of power if anyone's heard of it happens because he wanted to fight strong people so it's kind of where you're finally like, Goku, you're really just fucking everything up. You're the reason why the universes are getting destroyed. So, yeah, he is a big influence. It's just not a good influence if you catch my drift. Okay, yeah, I could definitely see that. That makes sense. I think going back towards Dragon Ball, um, he's kind of got, uh, we'll go talk about Levi again. He's got that Levi force of nature thing going on where I think you're right, Courtney, that he didn't really progress the story as far as, like, influencing characters on an emotional or mental level but like we said without bulma there is no dragon ball z bulma's not getting all the dragon balls without this superhuman kid so yeah. he's definitely that that physical influence in the story if nothing else yeah that makes sense i feel like um we'll see i'm like a big vegeta fan so like i feel like vegeta is always kind of thinking 10 steps ahead, but then his counterpart, Goku, is kind of, like, in the moment about things. Um, so maybe that's where I was kind of falling into that. But I think you guys bring up a good point. Like, yeah, the whole reason everything is happening around them is because of Goku. The whole reason... Well, I don't know if it's, like, the whole reason, but one of the big reasons Vegeta is even around is because of Goku. Yeah, he's a good guy. It's because of Goku. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then, I guess, good care. Like, is he his character himself is he a good character or is he just hype because dragon ball z is a fucking awesome iconic show uh, i've always liked goku since i'm a kid so i'm just being very biased that i think he deserves to be popular is he a good character he's a good guy but he's not really got much behind him he's kind of dumb <laughs> so uh i like to say he deserves the popular title it's like you have a goat like you know players of legends he's a legend he can't come down from that but he is not the best written character ever, so it's kind of how I feel. 
No, I think everything pre-Cell Saga, he was a much better character. I think after the Cell Saga, he felt a little tropey for sure. But uh, no, JD's right. I mean, he's not hes not the most dynamic character in the, in the world without a doubt. And that's why I love the Frieza Saga so much, because you saw him go from, from, oh, I just want to fight everybody, to no, and now I have a purpose to fight, and I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for a reason, not just because it's fun. Yeah. But uh, other than that, he's just kind of, hey, I'm I'm just happy to be here. Who wants to punch me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to echo what both of you guys are saying. I think that there's nothing like immediately special about Goku's character or his personality or design, but he's strong as fuck. He's interesting. He's funny. Um, and I mean, he is he's iconic. Like of all the characters that we've talked about so far, like he would be the one that I would label as iconic. We all want to go Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> We've all tried. We've all tried. <laughs> okay, so up next is Earthworm, right? Yeah, I think so. Here it is. So, uh, yeah, I already brought him up, so I guess I'll talk about it. Uh, J- Joseph Joestar, because like Hell I said yeah. earlier, mm. the real ones love Joseph Joestar. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jotaro is probably more popular. He's almost definitely more popular. I'd even argue that Jorno is more popular from part five um mm-hmm. but joseph is just he's he's the coolest if you love jojo's if in if you don't just watch jojo and is like yeah eight out of ten not bad no if you love jojo's if it's 10 out of 10 if it's one of your favorite shows then joseph has to be at least fighting for that top spot for favorite jojo and just one of your favorite characters of all time he's just the biggest goofball while being a master tactician and those things don't usually go together but he, it's it's seamless with him. Yeah, I have to agree 100%. And you de- you described me perfectly. I mean, he is um, and always will be my favorite JoJo um, for the fact that he he blends both a, a very interesting personality with the ability to actually defeat his his enemies and overcome situations um, using unusual methods. Um, you know, you've got every other Jojo who has some sort of, you know, strength level or some sort of interesting power uh, that gets them through these situations. But most of the time, it's Joseph's intellect and his um, clever ways that get him out of these sticky situations, especially I don't want to give spoilers, but there's one fight with one of the pillar men where they also have a very similar fighting style of using intellect over strength. And that is actually a big um a big problem for Joseph in that fight because now he has to fight somebody with his own clever tactics and try to figure out how to maneuver through that. Um, so I, I, I just love everything about Joseph. I could go on and on as Carl knows about Joseph. <laughs> Joseph all day I was going to say like we were on our um, guest episode with anime headliners. We had talked about Joseph Joestar and I think Courtney just had this whole running thesis about <laughs> why he was the best Jojo. Um, but I think, one thing that I mentioned on there, and I'll, I'll probably say again here, is that I think without Joseph Joestar coming in part two after part one, they're probably, like, I don't think JoJo's Bizarre Adventure would have been as successful as it has been for, like, the past couple, like, decades or so. I can um, agree with that. Because I know, like, everyone says part one is, like, Jonathan was great as a starter, JoJo, um, but I think Joseph blew it out of the water. And the comparison I can make there is, I, I used to be a big fan of Assassin's Creed um, growing up or back back yeah. in college. So I would say like Joseph is kind of like the Ezio to Jonathan's Altair, where oh my god, Jonathan 
Right? That was is part- like JD's mind. That is boom. Oh my god, Ezio Adore. That's so fucking true. That's so true. I never thought right? of that. Oh, okay. yeah, continue, Jonathan continue. is no, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's like the foundation of like the Joe Star lineage, but it's Joseph who really carries the family to the next level, and like you see his impact and his legacy throughout all of the subsequent parts. So, as much as like I say, Jotaro is my number one, I will still give credit to Joseph for again, being the next like stepping stone. Um, for the Joe Star lineage. Yeah, really quick on that, you bring up a good point. I, whenever I recommend JoJo to anyone, which is everyone all the time, uh, <laughs> I always tell them like, get to episode ten. Part one is great; it, it has its its you know um, flaws and all that. But if you can just make it to episode ten, you'll understand why JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is such a fun watch. And that was even for me the first time I, I watched it, seeing the memes fucking everywhere. I'm like. What is, what is it about this show? I need to just dive in. At first, I felt like part one was just kind of slow, and I didn't quite understand the fan base and the hype behind it, and then made it to Joseph Joestar, and that changed my, my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> As it does. Yeah. I don't know if I... think I, if you... Oh, sorry. What's that, JD? I was no, saying, I don't know if you... This is a hot take, but I truly liked Joseph more as he got older, as I was telling Earthworm when we talked about part three. For some reason, something about him maturing, getting older, him being like a father, uh, I don't know. It touched my heart a little bit more, and all his quirkiness and all that actually just caught on more to me. Uh, so I, I don't know. I like him more there. That's literally what I was going to say. I was going to say, if you didn't twins. fall in love with part two, Joseph, <laughs> you will fall in love with part three, Joseph, because he's kind of the <laughs> same guy, but you see him from a completely different angle. Oh, no. You see him from a more, a more wholesome <laughs> angle. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> no, that's a really good point because um, when it comes to Joseph in part three, he's one of those rare characters in anime that we see age gracefully. Because oftentimes you'll see a character and, and you know you, you see them go through their life or whatever, and they get older, but they get more useless. I feel like <laughs> Joseph stayed very useful. Although... Hermit Part Purple. Four. Hermit Purple yeah. sucks. Oh, yeah. Hermit, Purple. <laughs> Hermit Purple is pretty shitty. I'm not going to lie. But he found some clever ways to use it, albeit smashing a $300 camera each time probably isn't the best way to use it. Um, but he, he's still useful, and he has a lot to teach Jotaro throughout Part 3. So it's nice to see him age, become, or uh, stay useful to a certain degree. Even in Part 4, to a certain degree, he has that usefulness. Um with I don't want to spoil anything, but with you know who I'll just say with you know who. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I, I was gonna say a spoiler too, <laughs> but it's so okay. Hard, Every but... time we talk about JoJo's on our show, <laughs> I start telling JD shit he don't need to know. <laughs> I was yeah, say, it's, like, it's we... backfired though. I you know I've actually I remember things. I know the only thing I don't spoil for you is character deaths, but everything else I'm like, and then this happens, and then this guy is this guy's son. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, like, we, you guys were talking about, like, Goku being a bad father. I would say, yeah. <laughs> to some degree, Joseph is is kind of a... He's not a bad dad. He's, he's a, bad a questionable husband. husband. I was defending <laughs> yeah. this man as a husband, and then Earthworm's yeah. got to come in here and be like, hey, bud, I got to tell <laughs> you something. Okay. I'm like, don't do this. Don't the do this. The exact <laughs> exchange was Joseph Joestar. He's a loyal husband. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> Like, you can't even keep your mouth shut. Well, what am I supposed to do there? Not You're supposed go, to let me just let it go, and then when I watch it, come back and be like, well, fuck him. 
So Look, you find <laughs> out in like the first episode of part four, okay? Anything I've spoiled for you is like one episode spoilers. <laughs> all right. But but outside of that, like as much as with like all the other Joe stars, Joseph still cares for family and you you see that we see that obviously in part two and part three when he's saving his daughter, but again without delving too much into spoilers, you also see that in a way in part four. Oh hell yeah. I think that's one of my favorite parts about him besides the fact that he's goofy is that he like family is absolutely everything to him. And we're doing a, a rewatch of part two right now on our other podcast strictly nice. Jojo. And so it's so nice to see relive basically him literally going through every step, every motion just to protect um, Caesar, to protect Edina, to protect Speedwagon. Like he'll he'll goof around, but the second you put any of those people that are important to him in a tough situation or, you know, threaten them, he does a 180 and it's on. Like it's on, bitch. He'll go <laughs> in full force. And I, I think you get a lot of that too in, of course, part three with um, with his daughter, he freaks the fuck out when, you know, he finds out about the curse and everything. And, like, Jotaro travels the world to save her. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to bring up, too, his his powers because he has two of them. Um, what do we think about Hamon in the way he uses it? And then what do we think about the good old Hermit Purple? I love Hamon, first, first of all. I was one of probably the only person in the world who was pissed that stands came about and they just <laughs> ditched Hamon. <laughs> Like, stands are cool. I'm glad Araki made the tradition, the transition to stands, but I wish there would have been a little bit more Haman. I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but it's used maybe like once or twice after part two, and it was it would have been cool to see him break it out, you know, be like, yeah, yeah, you've never been sunlight punched before. Ha ha! Get somebody <laughs> with punch. it. <laughs> I love it. And I agree. I think... There were some major opportunities for him to use Hamon in, in part three, given who the big baddie actually is and what he's weak against. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that was a missed opportunity. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, Hermit Purple, it, uh, they, couldn't have, they couldn't have found Dio without it. But, like, you know, yeah, um, is, it cool? is it a cool power? No. Yeah. When I was watching part three and everyone's got, like, the stands and all that stuff, all of a sudden he's like, I got one too. And he showed it. And I just, I just was looking. I'm like, they gave Joseph Joestar the vines that come out of him. I'm like, <laughs> so it's really? Fine, huh? oh, it's, it's just a vine, okay. a purple vine. And I'm like, okay, it's just not the best. I think at one point he does use it to swing like Spider-Man. Yes, like, he does. That's the cool. And I'm part. like, that's yeah. cool. I'm like, that, that's pretty. I think that and the fact that he can like reach stuff from a distance, those will be two, uh, two positives or two pros to having Hermit Purple. But I mean, compared to like fucking uh star platinum um or the hand or any of those it's it's pretty boring yeah Yeah. i'm still baffled why he doesn't have like a a physical figure as a stand because everyone else you know has magicians red or silver because it's joseph joestar (laughs) (laughs) that's why I don't follow the rules. <laughs> Again, yeah. But I would say like in terms of how much, I also agree that it should have been more developed because going from part two to part three, like they kind of just say, oh yeah, how is there, but now we have stands. Like these are more exciting. Yeah. And I think what I like with Joseph when he was get, like, when he had his Hamon ability is obviously like Jonathan, like he was learning about using it in part one. And I think he used it more in terms of book smarts. Joseph 
utilizes it more in terms of street smarts. Like we saw that with he had like those hamon shot glasses or even his hamon clackers. Clacker volley or, or whatever. Using using hamon, hamon noodles. Noodles, yeah. Hamon noodles. <laughs> hamon pigeon. Don't yes. Hamon pigeon. Like, all very unorthodox ways, and I would have just loved to see that hamon ability more in other parts, but obviously that wasn't the case. Um, but just seeing Joseph use it in these very like unique ways, um, I think elevated Hamon to that next level. I like to theorize that he stopped using Hamon altogether because I think they mentioned at some point, or maybe this is something I read on a fan wiki or something, that he stopped using Hamon to keep himself young so that he could age with um, with uh, Suzy Q because Aww, he's obviously going to get old as fuck. Still a good husband. Yeah, even yeah. though he, he fucked another woman, you know, he still cares about well, Susie okay. Q. Okay, it was it was a long day. He had a couple drinks. You know, <laughs> he learned to forgive the Japanese. Yes, he did. There you go. There you the go. <laughs> oh, good old Joseph. Okay, well, um, any last thoughts on Joseph? Because I think I think he's a. I think we all agree that he's a pretty damn good character. I don't know. Maybe I'm being yeah. biased as fuck, guys. <laughs> he's, he, I, I mean, I might be biased as fuck, too, but he's one of my favorite characters in anime. I just I love everything about him. Uh, his, his his part was my favorite, but seeing him be an old man was was something special as well. Yeah, 100%. for sure. Actually, it's funny because you and I both love him, but I think on my anime list, we have other JoJo characters as our profile pictures. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, I have Dio. It's just one of those cut memes where it's like his dialogue and says, I will laugh now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and mine is uh, part four Jotaro. I don't know why. I just really like that picture of Jotaro, so I slapped it up there. I should go change it to Joseph, though. <laughs> part four Jotaro, I mean, as far as like style goes, that's that's on point Jotaro. I like part three. He looks badass, but like something about that white just it's perfect yeah i gotta mm-hmm. agree it looks good he's daddy jotaro at that point so mm-hmm. zaddy <laughs> zaddy okay <laughs> any any other thoughts on joseph before we move on i think we covered it no? actually no Go other ahead. than just uh us gushing about joseph for another hour i think we should we should park <laughs> this car now <laughs> <laughs> all right carl you're up next anyone else on your list um i think we've pretty much covered the characters on my list so okay same with me i don't have anybody else do you guys have anyone else i wanted to bring up one quick thing uh that i know you adore courtney and i wanted to kind of gauge oh, this with you <laughs> here we go here we I'm go scared. All right. we, we've been so positive and we've all been kind of agreeing and i just want to kind of put out a popular character that i think me and earthworm aren't really 100 percent on and i just want to talk about it real quick so um, I would like to put in Bakugo on this conversation. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so he's only, uh, he's actually number 100 on the mallet. He made the, like the last spot. So I thought he was going to be a lot more popular. So I really can't hate on that. Cause okay. That's not like overpowered, uh, popularity, but I want to know why you feel like he's so deserving of the popular spot. Okay, this is, oh, I'm in the hot seat now. All right, so mm. I would say for me personally, it's it's twofold. It's the fact that I fucking love Sundere. I love male Sundere characters, and he's the embodiment of that. Um, but also, I really enjoy his character development in My Hero. It may not be the most obvious character development. It may not be the fastest character development, but he certainly has it. He goes from being like a fucking little brat um, back when him and Midoriya were kids um, to, I, I would say, getting worse when Midoriya gets his quirk <laughs> and uh, gets into uh, 
why am I blanking on the name of the school? UA. UA. Okay, yeah. When he gets into UA. Um, but then as he sees Midoriya kind of mature with his power, um, and once he kind of learns about the power itself, how it came from All Might, and they have him and Midoriya have that big fight at night out in the uh, the battle arena yeah. or whatever, um, you kind of see him start to soften in some ways. He's always going to be that explosive hothead because that's his character design, and I would never want him to be anything other than that. But you see him start to sympathize with Midoriya. You see him start to give him tips on how to be a better fighter. Um, in this most recent season, you see him trying to protect the relationship between Midoriya and All Might, saying, hey, you guys are being kind of obvious, having your little secret meetings. You got to be careful. Um, you even see him start to sympathize a bit with Todoroki. So I, I think that those are the, the reasons, at least for me, that he's a character I can get behind. Um, but I certainly understand why people question it because he's a fucking dick. I won't lie. He <laughs> my, can be my kind thing, of annoying. Uh, I wanted to say is that it's been a couple. We watched like uh, uh, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, stuff like that shows where we, we, we ask this question a lot. Is like, why do people find like in a way kind of bullying awesome in anime because mm -hmm. bakugo that's what i saw i just saw like he has improved a little but he's just always such a dick that i was just so surprised so many people like found it endearing while i get the todoroki i i get you know some people really like deku it's just bakugo i never could understand and i was listening to your podcast and you loved him so much <laughs> and i just i just wanted to ask it's not like i'm really going to argue it uh, you know there's reasons for everything i just wanted to know you know does he deserve the popularity yeah i feel like for those who like him or probably like me where we just enjoy the sundere character type um, where you know they're they're just a jerk, but there's a silver lining to them that keeps you hopeful and that you root for. Kind of like Jotaro. I mean, he's a dick through and through, but he's, I guess, more so than Bakugo, he's a caring character and lends a lot to the story. Um, I don't know. I'm just a, a simp for Bakugo, I guess. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, a yeah. second, like, I, second thesis well, about a <laughs> I can go on forever, trust me. Because <laughs> the fight between him and Deku, I have a meme, and I could share it, where it was like, you know, don't, don't, like let me win uh, in the fight when they fight each other. I'm pretty sure he wins the fight and he gets pissed that he won the fight and he starts beating up Deku while he's down. And I'm just like, bro, you won the fight. Would you just stop being a dick? He just, he, he just doesn't get it. Sometimes he's actually winning because he's better and he, he can't accept it. And it just, I don't know. It, it's backwards for me. I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel that. I, I completely, like I said, I completely understand why people are confused by the Bakugo fandom um but i don't know maybe maybe something in the later seasons will yeah whenever will, uh, fed, you know when it gets you there, that's what we're waiting for <laughs> i know it's a slow burn with my hero right now it's a slow burn but we'll get there someday i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> all right any last characters that anyone wants to to mention i got no i think i got all the ones that i really wanted to talk about out okay i think i did too any on yours carl actually <laughs> This was kind of an honorable mention, but Ash Ketchum. Oh, yeah, we were Gosh, talking earlier about Ash Ketchum. Okay, let's, let's wrap up with Ash, because uh, I, I do want to thank it. you for reminding me about that. Um, yeah, Ash Ketchum. He's a popular character, obviously comes from one of the most popular anime and gaming series or game series ever. Um, but do we think he's actually a good character? Does he ever, like, get old? Does he rub, like, lotion on himself that makes him positively radiant all the time? What is going on with this guy? All right, I... I think for the first season, Ash was actually half decent for what Pokemon, yeah. you know, for their demographic they're trying to tackle. 
I think they took that formula and friggin' ran with it for 20 more seasons and said, he's a tough kid and he's going to raise Pokemon and he's not quite going to make it at the end, but we're going to love him anyway. <laughs> it's like the first season was like, all right, yeah, you know, he worked hard. He, he tried. He didn't quite, he didn't win the championship league, but he's got a whole new region to explore. We're excited. And then, you know, my beard grows and I'm an old man now. And I'm like, damn it, Ash, you did it. You won the Alolan yeah, League. finally won. Doesn't it seem oh, yeah, like he's like right. a harem, the first ever harem? He's always with new, like, girls on the adventures. It's like, I just noticed well, that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a harem. It's it's like the that old shitty saying, you know, different hoes and different area codes. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Every new region, he's got some new chick he's running around with. And then there's Brock. Yeah, Misty's old like, news. Yeah. He's literally fulfilling Brock's lifelong dream of having multiple women in his life. Brock's just sitting there like, fuck me, dude. Is that why Brock's <laughs> following him all the time? Yes, exactly. Okay, quick tangent on Brock, if I may. Um, Everybody loves Brock because he's a goofy guy and whatever. And his when you meet him, he's like taking care of all his brothers and sisters at the gym. And then the dude just up and leaves with <laughs> Ash. Like, who is taking care of his, his siblings now? <laughs> Great question, and he's I wonder that all father. the time. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, who's I've a been, worse father? <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot recently, and I'm finally getting a chance to talk about it. But like, my man <laughs> was just like, I have to stay and take care of my brothers and sisters. It's my duty. And then Ash is like, You want to come on an adventure? He's like, Fuck yeah, let's go, buddy. <laughs> I get to see Nurse Joy and all that. Yes. We're going to nail every chick in uh, Kanto, and it's going to be fun. Screw you, kids. <laughs> I think bad parenting is just like a given in the Pokemon universe because then you've got like Ash's mom where like who the fuck knows where the dad is right um, although it's Mr. Those, Mime yeah right there's now. this fan theory it's <laughs> Mr. Mime who the dad is <laughs> and then she's like oh my son's how old is he 10 like, years 10? old I yeah. let my 10 year old like, son yeah, just go out and an adventure yeah, and half the time they like don't even have enough like food and stuff and they're eating their jelly donuts jelly and all donuts. that stuff and she just is like okay well just make sure you change your underwear that's it that's all I care about <laughs> It's a given. It's a given in Pokemon. <laughs> this electric rat wants to kill you? You'll be fine. Go ahead. You'll be good. <laughs> Professor Oak is banging his mom. I'm just saying that now. No, I'm telling you. No, it's Mr. Mime, bro. No, it's not Mr. Mime. Get that out it of your head. It is Mr. Mime. Get there that is out a of Pokedex entry that says Mr. Mime slots into households without a male figure and becomes like a surrogate dad. There is a oh Pokedex God. entry that says this. Oh. Holy shit. You're just reading to He just becomes the maid. I'm telling you, bro, she's always with him. I think there's one shot, though. I, I don't know if it's real or not, but I saw it on Reddit where it's a shot of Mr. Mime and Ash's mom in the back of a car. And I think if you look closely enough, Mr. Mime's hand is on her lap. Yes, and, I've oh seen this. And I'm this. like, whoa. My God. I'm telling like, you, my this childhood is, is ruined. <laughs> so is that considered bestiality? You know what? Good question. It's you, no, you have to look at what type he is and then decide oh, yeah, right. if that's a humanoid or not. He's def- oh, I mean, he's definitely the most, he's probably the most humanoid Pokemon, but I still wouldn't consider him attractive. <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the more, like, the, the least attractive of all. <laughs> probably. Like, I guess I get the Gardevoir thing, but, like, uh, Mr. Mime, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, what do we think? Is, is Ash deserving of his popularity, or is it just because he comes from one of the most popular franchises ever? I think it's the franchise. Uh, the latter. Yeah. The yeah. franchise, yeah. for sure. Yeah, got to agree there. He's a pretty one-note character who makes, like, zero progress except for that that one time he won something. Yeah, it took him 20 years, <laughs> even though he's still 10 years old. I was pretty surprised when I heard about that because, I, I mean, I fell off the Pokemon train like a couple seasons in, I'm more of like an OG Pokemon. Sure, type yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So when I heard that, I was like, damn, this bitch finally won something. I kind of wanted to watch it, but then I was like, nah, I'm not going to know <laughs> any of the Pokemon that they're talking about. Like, it's it's fine. Once I they got to, to ice cream it. cones and stuff like that as Pokemon, I <laughs> stopped. Trubbish. I just stopped. Trubbish. <laughs> actual <laughs> bags of garbage. <laughs> they're Look, grasping we w- at straws. <laughs> we would accept Grime or my, fucking Grimer and Muck. That, we can accept sewage. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> but just garbage? No. <laughs> and I think now there's like jingling keys. Cause I oh, my God. Like, he's gotten back into collecting Pokemon cards, and he was just showing me some of the newer ones. Like, they're just grasping at straws Was it, now. like, from SpongeBob? Boo-boo keys. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> the, the boo-boo keys. It's just... Oh, Pokemon. It just... some Part of me is, like, it just needs to to end. He should have. It should have ended after he won. That, that would have been a great closer. Yeah, they should do the, the manga, the Pokemon Adventures manga. They should make an anime about that. I've heard that's actually pretty good story-wise. Is it like a reboot of the original or is it like a new story? It's it's more like um it's more like they took the video game. So the main character I think is red. So it's it's more like the video games and there's more dealings with actual uh Team Rocket and less about just Jesse and James. You get to see Giovanni be kind of a badass. Oh shit. Um and I think Pokemon actually die in it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh like, shit. Yeah, Ooh. I'm pretty sure a Charmeleon chops a Pokemon in half with a slash attack. Oh my god! I would definitely watch that if they adapt that into an anime. I would definitely watch it. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, well there you have it. Our uh, hot takes on the most popular characters in anime: some iconic, some hyped as fuck, and uh, yeah, I think this was a pretty solid list. Oh, definitely. But thank you so 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 much, JD and Earthworm, yeah, for joining you. us on this fiftieth episode of Strictly Anime. Uh, before we finish things up. Hit us with that plug. Where can everyone find you guys on social media? Where can everyone listen to the Anime Brothers podcast? Okay, hold on. <clears throat> Throw ready. <laughs> I am honorary plug man. You can listen to us, the Anime Brothers, anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, etc. Uh, as far as socials go, we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, we do have a Discord if you want to join in and hang out with us directly and talk to us. And um, can we plug our Patreon here? Is that cool? Hell yeah. Okay, patreon.com slash Anime Brothers Podcast if you would like to support us on a more uh, direct level. But yeah, hopefully we, we garner a few lis- few new listeners. But either way, I mean, I had a blast. This was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you guys very much. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. This has been an awesome discussion. Yeah, and glad to have you on. Yeah, this has been great. And that wraps up this very special episode 50 of Strictly Anime with JD and Earthworm from Anime Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash strictly series and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every Monday. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series and connect with us there or on our website, thestrictlyseries.com to share your thoughts on the anime we review. You'll also find more info on Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.